Nothing is impossible, Mr. Angio. What you want is simply expensive. If I were to build for you this machine, you would be presenting it merely as illusion? Oh, if people actually believe the things I did on stage, they wouldn't clap and scream. I mean, think of sawing a woman in half. Mr. Angio, have you considered the cost of such a machine? Price is not an object. Perhaps not, but have you considered the cost? I'm not sure I follow. Go home. Forget this thing. I can recognize an obsession. No good will come of it. Why well, hasn't good come of your obsessions? At first, but I followed them too long. I am their slave. And one day they will choose to destroy me. If you understand an obsession, then you know you won't change my mind. So be it. Will you build it? I've already begun to build it, Mr. Angio. Yeah, buddies. We've got a radio show with two men's names in the title. 
one's around, the other's Fez. Fezzy. You know how I want to start the show today, Fez? How's that, Ron? Well, the Ichibans. Ichiban has the big story. The big story, the story everybody's talking about. And say the word Michael Jackson to me and see if I don't just fucking go crazy. Enough. Enough with Big MJ. No, I don't need every detail of how he died. You know what I'm happy about, Fez? We're off Friday. And that's when the big open casket viewing thing's going to be. Right, when they uh, when they take Michael Jackson into Neverland Ranch running for the last time in a Cinderella carriage. Is that right? Yeah, they're going to put him in a white carriage, uh, horse-drawn, and that's when he arrives at the gates at Neverland, and then into, I guess, the rotunda? I'm not sure. I'm going to go so far to say gayest funeral ever. <laughs> Easily the gayest funeral I've ever heard of. A Cinderella fucking... Who does theme funerals? <laughs> he makes Liberace look like John Wayne, for fuck's sake. Liberace was John Wayne, my friend. I've been in the museum. It's unbelievable. All right, uh, don't sit there and stare at your uh, radio. You can be part of this show. You pick up the phone, you dial 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, and you get on with your Ichiban. All the Ichiban operators will be available only for the next 20 minutes. Ichiban. So call in, give us Ichiban. Uh, and Fez Watley um, has already given us the first Ichiban. It's a Cinderella funeral for Big Mike Jackson. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Don and all my exes live in Texas. What do you got for me, buddy? Hey, Ronnie, uh, I got an Ichiban for you. I'm going to play uh, this. Let me I'll play stop. this. Well, hold on. That means you're on the Ichiban. Thank you, thank you. Uh, Al Sharpton announced last night they're going to charge $50 a head to stand in line to view the body so that they can buy back the entire Neverland Ranch from the uh, corporation. I love the idea. I really do. I think it's a fantastic idea. And of all the celebrity things I've ever done in my life, Seeing Mike Jackson in a box, that's got to be up there. You, for 50, yeah, for 50 bucks, you get to see uh, probably the most famous man in the world dead. You don't get that every day, ladies and gentlemen. For an extra 150, you get to poke his shoe with a stick. And they will have him in full regalia. One of those sequined admiral uniforms and the white glove will well, be on. The he, sequined glove. He did serve admirably, Fez. He has every right to be uh, rocking that scene. They never asked. He never told. Well, he had nothing to tell, unless you want to count the boy stuff. But as far as we know, we've never heard of an adult uh, person who's been with him, male or female. No, no. Um... And even uh, like Tatum O'Neill and... Uh, some of those other girls that he used to take around places, they said, no, we were just buddies. Some uh, waiter said that uh, they were having gay sex all the time, and like from L.A. or some shit. Yeah, but has it ever been documented? Some, uh, some reporters said it happened. I mean, th there's also a waiter who says he's been with Tom Cruise. We found out that was <laughs> bullshit. Was it? I need, a, I need an A-list piece of ass, male or female, for Big Mike Jackson. Just when I said I don't want to fucking talk about Mike Jackson, Fuzzy, I get pulled back in. Well, they add things. That's Cinderella coach. Um, Lee, Lee, you're on the Run of Fez show. 
Hey, Ron. Yeah. I hate you, Vaughn. Uh, Fez Watley said he would be telling a secret by the end of June, and I believe today is July 1st. Is it really July 1st? Today is July 1st. Wow, I didn't even know that. 1st of July. Um, Where's well, the fireworks? Let's get this out of the way. Fez Watley is a liar. and Oh, yeah, about everything. Once we accept that, uh, we're okay in life. You think I'm going to be at that Mafia Life Chris roast? Jeez, no way. <laughs> Why do you say Mafia? Mafia. Eight six six Ron Zero Fez, Robin, New Jersey. Hey Ron, how's it going? What do you say, buddy? Hey, uh, I saw the release of the Obama Chia Pet. I got to get one of these. I had no idea there was an Obama Chia Pet. <laughs> My chick has one. Ch -ch -ch Chia. <laughs> And what's to give him a big afro? Yeah, big afro. Uh, it was all green. Um, I saw it on late night TV. I couldn't believe it. And then it comes in gray. Now, do they have to pay Obama for this? I would think so. I don't think the president of the United States is allowed to take endorsement deals of any kind. No, they they can do what they want. They didn't even pay Mr. T when the Mr. T Chia Pet came out. How come? Because you're allowed to the Chia Pet people, like, you know, it's like putting uh, someone on a magazine. You don't no, have... it's not. Well, if it's... you're putting in something, someone on a magazine, that's news. That's something that the public needs to know. The public doesn't benefit from having a Mr. T Chia Pet. <laughs> that seems like it's Mr. T's money. Well, I just remember Mr. T being very, very angry about it. I mean, let's put it this way. Could I put out a Mr. T poster? No. They would get me for that. You can't just sit around and make money off his likeness when his job is to uh, sell his likeness. That's all he has going for him. The Chia people are running amok. Someone's going to stop them. Well, you know, they, this was this a Mission Impossible fucking time <laughs> right now. <laughs> now, this wasn't Chia, but those Beanie Babies, they stopped uh, the Obama children from being Beanie Babies. As they should. It's just not a fair deal. There's two kinds of Chia Obama bet, too. There's happy and there's stern uh, Obama. Oh, sure. Nobody wants a, the wrong kind of Chia pet. They call it determined. What, kind of racist undertones there. You're both in the other room. I noticed that when one of you talks, the other one has to duck his fucking head in. The competition has to stop between you two. Oh, really? Okay. Uh, yesterday... Uh, Fez, uh, you were off doing one of your, uh, well, you were booking an unmasked. Uh -huh. And uh, we decided we'd like some Pepsis and some uh, pretzel rods. Of course. Dave McDonald was furious because he was the runner and um, put on such a big act that I said, I'm not eating any pretzel rod out of your ass. You're not going to fucking go. When did you turn into this? competitive guy that now your 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 co-workers have to fear <laughs> i've always been competitive and i was trying to soothe you ronnie b i would never poison you, you even acted like it at first i actually I did i did say something that was like hey i hope you like to taste the piss on your pretzel right, so i <laughs> don't need a joke it, don't I need it ronnie that's don't. Not a fucking joke but the reason behind this is you can't stand the fact that you're now in chris stanley's army Oh, <laughs> I don't see it like that. You he know? has moved into the executive producer well, role, even though that doesn't exist. So that means if you got no interns around, you're running, dude. 
You're the guy who runs. You oh, have turned no. into a prima donna, Eastside Dave. Well, I think that's just the opposite, Fez. If I'm willing to run and do You're the run not. work... You were not. You put on a pissy fit. I wasn't happy about it, Ronnie. I asked for something yesterday uh, after the show to Dave and uh, Chris Stanley. Dave says to me how easy it'll be for Chris Stanley to get that done. And I said, no, Dave. What did you, you ask him for? I, I, all I wanted was a uh, CD. I needed an air check of uh, the show. Why? Because I wanted to listen back to it. Jesus Christ, how can you? <laughs> I don't really, that'd, be, that'd be like watching yourself in a prison rape. Well, I just felt like, you know, uh, getting pretzels and Pepsis. Mm. Well, surely we can find someone else. Uh, Walter, you're on the Ron and Fez show. Uh, hey, Ronnie. Hey, uh, Thundercut. I got Nietzsche Bond for you today. Nietzsche Bond. Nietzsche Bond. Woo! Alright, so here's what's going on. The motherfucking Japanese are installing these devices under their sidewalks and their streets that will transmute the vibration into actual reusable, sustainable power. Yeah. So that when you walk on these roads and these streets, you power the whole city. So you're going to put them under dance clubs, you're going to jump on them, and we're going to have here's the everything power. Uh, they don't own this technology. This technology is owned by Big Mike Jackson from the video. Uh, Billy Jean. Uh, uh, by the way, Billy Jean was not his lover, and we now know that to be true. Uh, and again, I don't want to spend all day talking about Big Mike Jackson. Enough with Mike Jackson. No more Mike Jackson. Radio Shark, you're on the Run of Fez show. You know, instead of charging $50 to see him in a box, why don't they just have him stuffed and continue on with the Jackson family reunion tour? First they, can move, they can move him around the stage on the furniture dolly or wires. Uh, you know, let me just say something about the talent of the other Jacksons. The Jackson 4 do not need Mike Jackson. They're going to do just as well. There's going to... First of all, I think most people are going to be happy just to, to hear the backup. That way you go to the concert, you can sing lead, and hear uh, Tito, Randy, Jermaine, and some other guy sit there and sing the backup for you. Or they could just have the sister do it. Uh, Jenna Jackson. <laughs> Uh, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Mark, you're on the Run of Fez show. I got an Ichi Bond for you, Ronnie. All right, I'm going to play this. Okay, uh, Jeremy Jeffers, top pitching prospect for the Milwaukee Brewers, has gotten caught twice uh, testing for marijuana. Uh, he runs the risk of a lifetime ban if he gets caught again. Now, this kills me because um, it's how many games is he suspended? He's got 100 right now. He had 50, but he's got 100 left. So the rest of the season into next season. This is about five, uh, four times more than what happened at the Rastafarian out with the L.A. Dodgers, who is being welcomed back in the league. He was doing steroids, an actual uh, performance-enhancing drug, and he got 25 games. 50. Oh, did he get 50? Yeah, but still. It annoys me. This fucking annoys me. By the way, he's back in minor league parks. Selling them out. Of course. Selling them out. So uh, the, DA, the DEA guy in uh, New York is going to be on one of the sports shows Saturday night. Uh, and they said, uh, you know, to talk about the problems with drugs and the, the kids shouldn't look up to him. And they said, 
this is important for parents too, so you know not to get your children <laughs> on steroids. I'm Come watching on. TV going, I don't need your help with that. Um, on his minor league team is Preston Mattingly, mm. Donnie's uh, son, and I Preston heard, baseball. <laughs> right, I'm and Preston I, Mattingly. I heard him talk about like it's just a thrill. Manny Ramirez is on my team. I'm like, your father is Don Mattingly. Why would you be impressed by that? Uh, Don in Florida, you're on the Ron and Fez show. Hey, Ronnie. Good. Yeah. Not great today. Thank you. Uh, back in the 90s, uh, Mr. Fez Watley declared over the airways, uh, it had something to do with the, one of the Briscoe brothers over the weekend. But he came back in on Monday and wanted to change his name to Fez Big Fat Liar Watley. Yeah, I, you know, if you want to play history with me, it's the wrong fucking cat to talk to. I'm sure every story from those days is true, but I cannot verify. I don't know what happened. I do not uh, remember. Fez was there, and he'll normally tell me. But I know we've got a sales guy upstairs who swears me and him were close. And I don't remember him at all. Uh, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. It's Mafia Life Chris from Brooklyn. How you doing, uh, Chris? Good. Yourself? What can I do for you, buddy? But I don't understand why Fez is being like this. You know, acting like my party's not going to be awesome. Yeah, where's that what? come from, Fez? I never said his party wasn't going to be awesome. You I just said uh, you were going to be there. Yeah, I lied. I'm not going to be there. I'm going to be on vacation. And then last night I found out that most of the staff is playing the Mafia Payday, but not Fez. Yeah, you know? Fez isn't playing. All the rest of us are. Everyone else is. We had to set up a Fez character. Right. You know? Name just to, as good. Just change your name to Evil Fez Evil Watley, please. And you owe me $10 because I paid for a special seat for your roast. And now... You owe me $10, Fez. You owe me $10. $10. <laughs> Ten dollars for the dungeon, <laughs> for the rosed. You owe me ten dollars for the rosed. That's with the. D. I hope Laszlo hears this new character you're doing. <laughs> I can find a way of moving it into. Put uh, me in rocks, <laughs> games. Uh, Mafia life. Uh, I also heard something else about your uh, party. Uh, one of the people we picked to roast for you, Fred from Brooklyn, said you asked him to take it easy, and Fred uh, wrote to me. Uh huh. Is this a roast? Or a sauté, because Fred from Brooklyn does not sauté. He only roasts. With fire. No problem. He you, don't, you, you don't have to be there. I told him that, uh, you know, Chrissy's family is going to be there, and she, they ain't going to really tolerate the baby jokes. So Why would you invite people to roast you in front of your new father-in-law and mother-in-law and knowing what kind of people these are? This is insane. <laughs> You know how oh, many man. roasts I've had done for me, Fez? How many? None! Oh. I'm not going to invite that into my life! <laughs> Why would I? Why would anyone say this? A, it's the unfunniest fucking form <laughs> of comedy ever. And then B, the person who's being roasted is always like, this ended up blowing. I thought it was going to be fun. Chevy Chase yeah, right. fucking moved upstate New York after his roast. It took him nine years to get off a fucking a beet farm that he had started. It really makes no sense, Chris. 
You're not, you're not the first one. Nice sense. Really he doesn't ding. make any <laughs> ding, man. No respect. Hey, give me, pay me some attention, face. You told me you were going to get me to the dead dead. Well, I love this new character. Can I handle your career now, please? Absolutely, Ron Bennington. Right. If I roasted Ron, it'd be like, hey, Ron's from Philadelphia. Hey, a lot of bad shit happened down there. Hold on. I got some good news for you. I'm working the phones. I've got opportunities. Laszlo, have you heard the new character? Yeah, I'm wondering if I have to pay union scale for that character. Yes. <laughs> you goddamn right, eBay. My granddad was on union. He made the very Zano Bridge. Why wouldn't, pay... I, why wouldn't I just hire Bobo? You got to pay his freight. You gotta pay for my lunch, my meal. You gotta pay for Ron Bennington roast. I roast Ron Bennington last night. I said, Ron, where you from? He goes, Philly. I go, hey, they sucked in 93. Didn't they? See, now I'm fucking mad. Seriously. See how they go wrong? My fucking day is ruined because you said 93. It's a roast. I don't it's like a roast. We, we do it. I don't like a roast. Yeah. I don't think we can why are you using a national satellite show to audition for a uh, voiceover part? He wants to do another 45 characters for you. <laughs> I have about lined up in a row. Yeah, you might say it's like one of those suspect roles. Like, number two, stand up and say, give me the keys, Kakazaka. Do they have a video game roast? Wow, no, they don't. I, I really don't know where to place this character. I mean, Dave, when you came in and did a voice for us, you, you know, you did a great job, and then uh, you, you really wouldn't leave. You kept, like, <laughs> auditioning for parts we don't have. Hello, Lano! It's me, Tiny Girl! God. Oh, God. Just come up with a game for Laszlo, me. Laszlo, would you like to roast Mafia Life, Chris? <laughs> Um, I really don't know him well enough to trash a shitty game. I mean, uh... <laughs> oh, 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 I, I think you do. Um, in fact, I'll go in Fez's place. All right, might be done. All right, change all the uh, flyers, Chris. Uh, I might have to just cancel this roll. Yeah, you should. Please. Yeah. Uh, uh, is Javak going to be there? Who? <laughs> Javak. He didn't uh, respond to my, uh, PM on ronfeds.net. I put up the big GVAC, um, thing in the sky like they do for Batman. Okay. And see if he will do this roast. The VAC signal. Because he's, he's a funny man, Fuzzy, but we mm -hmm. don't see him to do, get to see him do it live. We just read about it. And Dave's impression is just a, a you know, a poor impression of me as a mafia life impression, you know, hey. to be the character. You know, I roast Ron Bennington. Well, aren't you I doing roast Ron Bennington. I go, hey, what happened to Dick Vermeil? <laughs> He's been around. The Eagles haven't had one since. <laughs> Seriously, I don't fucking like a roast. It pisses me off because fucking 79, we should have went there. But the goddamn butt. But anyway, it doesn't matter. I'm not even talking Greg Kinnear. I uh, talk with the real guy. Chris. Yes, sir. Uh, cancel the roast. Yeah, I just make it an after party. Instead party. of a roast, have a little congealy instead, all right? Uh, talk to you later. Uh, I talk to you later. Laszlo, thank you, my friend. Dave's always available. Yeah, and um, by the way, Dave, you do know that as uh, if you're a union talent, you have to give 10% of your uh, your fee to your agent, which would be Ron Bennington. Yeah, 90%. That's, that's fine with 90. That's right. That's not fine with me. The 10% is fine.
I'll that, give Ron 10%. What do you got now? You got 0%. I'm offering you 10%. <laughs> doesn't I, seem worth it, though. Talk to you uh, later, Laszlo. Thanks, boss. Peace. Uh, here is uh, uh, Gerald. Gerald, you're on the Ron Fez show from Connecticut. Yeah, I got the uh, Ichiban for you. Um, uh, FIFA uh, number one world ranking came out, and guess who's on top again? Taking their rightful place, Brazil, on top of Spain. Well, uh, you're a big Brazil fan? Of course. Let me just say this. You're welcome. Because okay. the USA <laughs> knocked Spain off the top fucking spot. And uh, we now uh, find ourselves, Fezzi, mm -hmm. at number 12 in the entire world. Now, people might be going, 12, that blows. This is not our sport. It's not in our top five sports. And we still have moved up to number 12. By the time next summer, my prediction, USA, number one, we will win the cup, and we're going to be fucking dancing in the streets of Akron, Ohio. <laughs> we, oh, I'm, I'm sorry. Dancing in the streets of Columbus, Ohio, <laughs> which I consider the epicenter of all U.S. soccer. Uh, we had uh, a listener who says he could hook us up with some of the players. Any luck with that, uh, Chris? As of last night, he was still working on it, is what he told me. Keep on working. I am. Tell him uh, we're taking what they're giving because he's working for a living. <laughs> all right? And tell him that we're taking care of business every day. It's easy as fish and you can be a musician. All right? Both of those. And send it to him in a telegram. I don't get into all this fucking Twitter talk. I don't Facebook. I don't Twitter I sudden telegrams. I go way old school. No. I have a martini, a cigar, <laughs> no, and I send a telegram. Twitter's great, though, don't you think? I mean, I haven't it's even the, caught it's up to MySpace. I don't know what the fuck is going on out there, Dave. I'm going to tell you the truth. I, I will say this, though. Uh, have you noticed that since the Twitter, no one aims you anymore? The aiming from uh, my friends, I still get it from dumb listeners, but from my friends, um, they don't aim. I talk to most of my friends through fucking Facebook. And it, I just, yeah, I, I noticed this. It's but isn't the problem now everybody else can see it? There's an instant messaging client in um, Facebook. I'm not going to do that. Yeah, I know. But, uh, and yeah, but everyone else sees it. Yeah, it's just like Twitter. Basically, Twitter was ripping off Facebook. Absolutely not. And now Facebook is back ripping off Twitter. They yeah. said they're going to Twitterize the Facebook. Yeah, I, I, Twitter is its own special entity. The 140 characters was brilliant. And the fact is, they, let, they got celebrities and people over 30. That's why Twitter is so much superior to Facebook, which is a teeny bopper bullshit fad, just like well, MySpace and the what, hula hoop. Here's what I do like about it. I'll give you this. Uh, they used to, the celebrities used to blog. Right. Who wants to read that much? Yeah. But if you can find out that uh, your favorite celebrity uh, just left in an out burger, that takes two seconds. It does. It feels a lot more personal than a blog. That's also why I love Twitter. I like the fact that Shaq wants to be on Wipeout on the ABC show. Yeah, sure he does. It's not more personal than a blog. It's more inane and fucking stupid. It's just so How so? It's 140 characters. How much can you say? It's not getting personal at all. No, it, get, it cuts right to the chase. Facebook and all that shit, to me, it's all about self-promotion. It's not about being real. Twitter's the closest thing to Here's a phone call. Here's the other call. problem, too. People are always saying to me, check out someone's Facebook, and that would mean I'd have to join. I don't want to fucking join. Exactly. But when they, when they always send me Twitters, uh, then I can... Uh, I, 
then they do let me see it. Right, and Facebook just only recently, you know, had people uh, have just regular names. But Twitter, it's easy to find someone. You can find someone on, like, Shaq or uh, Lance Armstrong. Lance Armstrong's his name on Twitter. It's not like 14-Lance-Armstrong the way Facebook is. Yeah, I, 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 I hate to say this. Dave's making some solid points here. The simplicity of Twitter is what it's all about. Here's what you don't like, uh, Hicks. It's new. You don't like the new. It's going to burn out. It's just like everything, everything else. Everything burns out, but so what? And it was supposed to... Listen, Twitter's now been around for, you know, for about a year. We've been thinking, oh, Twitter's going to burn out, Twitter's going to burn out. It's not burning out. It's getting more popular, and it's a year old. You know, in terms of popularity, it's getting stronger every single day. Because it... It found out that people, Americans have short attention spans. It's perfect. Then why are you still talking? Sorry. You should have just went Twitter good and <laughs> left. <laughs> still have and 139 like, characters to go. Oh, yesterday you got the uh, the little, um, I forget what you call your video. Twidios. You got your Twidio of uh, Jewel, the singer. Yeah. I saw her yesterday. I was watching her do a little interview with somebody else. She's gorgeous. And fix the spooky tooth. She no longer has the the spooky tooth. That's I didn't a know shame. That. That's a shame. I thought that made her even hotter. Then this kind of tied in with us yesterday, Fuzzy. She lives on a ranch because she married a rodeo star. Really? She's a rodeo girl. Yeah. And that, I think, was her nephew uh, that you were complaining about yesterday. She should have stopped him. Um, here is uh, Scott. Scott, you're on Fez. Hey, guys. Um... Dave, you're wrong as usual. Twitter is actually a ripoff of MySpace. At the very top of MySpace, when you go to your... MySpace? Why don't you bring up the Model T? Well, it says, what are you doing today? And it, uh, it's limited to 140 characters. That's where the 140 characters came from. It's that was a new, uh, a new thing that MySpace did. MySpace, did. MySpace was the most confusing of them all. We're not even talking about that, because MySpace, totally over. It's Facebook versus Twitter right now. Well, you know what? Here's what's really funny about my, uh, MySpace. It's still there... And you go back and see, you can see your friend's stuff that ends around 2007. <laughs> <laughs> but it's sad. It's like everyone died. Yeah, but it's almost like it's um, like grass is growing all over. <laughs> right. It's really strange what happened there. Because everybody still exists. No one has gone back and deleted their MySpace right. page. They just leave it and just walk away from it. And, no and only, I, I swear to God... It looks like the loser place of all time. Now, if anyone's still on it, if you see anyone with an update, you're like, you're pathetic. What are no, you still doing there? No one wants to buy your dumb product either. Stop acting like this is going to be a way to sell things. Um, 866, Ron Fez. Here's Rick in Minnesota. Hey, buddy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, let's uh, look in here. Some breaking news. Uh the newest flu, dog flu. Oh, H3, my God. H3N8. The animals are going to kill us. They're wondering. They're already getting a vaccine ready for it, and they're wondering if it can cross over to humans. And I'm thinking so, a lot more people have dogs than swine. See, you're saying that, Fez, but I, I, myself, my first thing was to start worrying about all the puppies. I want to make sure the puppy gets a, uh, 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 you know, like a little sweater. Yeah, I wonder who the vaccine is for. Is it for the dogs or is it for the people? And all you people that let dogs lick your face. 
Don't. You're going to get dog flu from French in your dog. Dog's mouths are clean. This is amazing. I never expected Fez Watley to panic before you had all the information. This has never happened before. Um, Calvin in Tampa. Hey, Ron and Ron, we love you. Thanks, buddy. Uh, I just wanted to say... Me and Diaz appreciate it. Yeah, Tampa loves Ron and Ron. I just wanted to say that Dave's character just sounds like a ripoff of Hugh Grant's character from Mickey Blue Eyes. Well, first of all, you would be never seen the movie. The only person I know who sat through Mickey Blue Eyes. I I gave it a try. I gave it a try. Now we're not doing any movie club this week because vacation's coming up. But I'm going to give you a little movie experience. Yesterday, Fast Times at Ridgemont High was on. Seen the movie a million fucking times. Everybody has. Everybody loves it. What is the most famous scene in that film, Dave? Uh, jerking off when uh, she comes out of the pool. Uh, what's the most famous scene? BBK's coming out of the pool. And why is it famous? Titties. Because of her breasts. Okay, here's here's the mistake you two fellas are making. This is probably the most famous tit shot of the 80s. I've seen it a million times. Right. Yesterday was the first time that I wasn't just fucking staring at the screen Waiting for the tits shot. So my eyes were on focus, like one of those 3D posters, Fezzi. Uh-huh. And suddenly something came to view in that shot that I'd never seen before. An amazing, beautiful Phoebe Cates camel toe that just <laughs> burst onto my screen. <laughs> the perfect outline of her young vagina. Oh, wow. So please get this information to Anthony as soon as possible. <laughs> Um, I don't know when the next Where, Where's Fluffy show uh, comes down because you never know. Oh, that's right. You guys aren't familiar with Where's Fluffy. And that's what I was comparing Ant's uh, compound show with. Seems um, a heads up. When the next show. Check out his Twitter to see because sometimes he lets us know. I did. Uh, there was no new updates. All right. Uh, when it happens and the people are in the know, I want them to get a phone call to please look out for this because... It was uh, amazing. Uh, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. And normally, to be the person to spot that in the movie, well, that had to happen 27 years ago. How I finally got to see it today was uh, insane. Um, here is uh, Joe. Joe, you're on a fez. Hi, guys. What's happening? Uh, I just had the quote on the little MySpace thing when it comes to Facebook and Twitter. Uh, it talks, you know, MySpace, it's a lot more about personalizing yourself and showing, you know, your inner self off. Nobody's you know, looking, your kind of though. Music on there. Nobody's yeah. looking. You're alone there now. You're living uh, in the bad neighborhood. You're You're shopping at the old mall. The mall that just has uh, a bunch of shoes in some big fucking bin that you're supposed to pick through. Not even fucking lined up. Pay less. You can have John Carpenter make a escape from... Does that? Yeah, pay less just has yeah, yeah. rows of nondescript shoes. But I don't they need... don't even care about sizes. Oh, no. No. Sometimes you'll open a box and there'll be one shoe in it. I've never been to the pay less. Oh, I go there all the time. Do you? It's a big, very popular Jersey thing, yeah. I know. I had no I thought it was Springsteen. It was a big popular Jersey thing. <laughs> You could make a John Carpenter movie, Escape from MySpace. You made a little joke there, didn't you? How's it feel when one doesn't work out? (laughs) 
So you actually, you know what I learned from your joke? You can fill a balloon with lead. It can actually happen. <laughs> Liquid lead, I guess. No. 866. <laughs> you know what? Ducking the microphone <laughs> won't save you. These microphones, have, these microphones have got smaller you know what since I've been in here. He went into a clench with the microphone. Right <laughs> <laughs> like, for the bell. Like the microphone had been beating him up. So he just puts his head next to it and holds on. Waiting for the break to happen. I stole a, a move from one of my heroes, Eddie Vedder. I just went into the alive pose. Well, you, uh, can a show go by you don't bring up Eddie Vedder? Oh, yeah. Um... Because I would love, I would love to have the day that I was vetterless. Okay. Instead, you've been would, vetted again. Would, would you guys please do this over the break? Would you just, on your own, look at Fast Times? Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm there. I love that. I, I have it on DVD. I love that movie. Well, then why haven't you seen the Capitol? Uh, you're right. I only concentrate on the breasts. Tomorrow, I want you to come in and, um, and, and tell me and focus on it. Okay. Mike, Mike, you're on the Run of Fez show. How you doing? I got an Ichiban for you. Uh, Ichiban. 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 The top story of the day is uh, my buddy happened to spot Fez at a bar, which I would not plug, where there are male gentlemen involved. Well, you're not plugging because you don't know what it is. Yeah, I know what it is. Well, what is it? It's a gay bar. What's the name of the bar? The bar is Fez is a giant faggot. And this makes you feel fucking strong, Hal, pal. Yeah, fucking run. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, here's our good friend, Hot Rock Johnny. Hey, Johnny! Hey, Johnny, give me some Johnny! Hello, boys. Uh, what do you have to do? Oh, nothing. I just got back from London. Uh, how did it go? I, I understand that the prince showed up, the Bonnie Prince. The prince did show up on Friday. It's kind of cool. He hung out with him and Tom Jones, which was very strange. That's combination. not unusual. <laughs> That's what I said. <laughs> it was a very strange combination to see walking into the like the VIP That's entrance. Was oh, here comes Tom Jones and and that's Prince Harry. It was kind of strange. Uh, that's then the next night was pretty cool. Neil Young finished his set out with uh, uh, McCartney joining him on stage. Wow! What did they just, do? Uh, they did a uh, day in a life. Holy shit! Uh, it, was, it was incredible. He, McCartney was hanging on the side of the stage, and you know they went into the encore, and uh, McCartney walked out on the second verse, and just the crowd. You know, it was like probably about forty-five thousand people in the park, and people just went absolutely nuts. And then, uh, Is there any tape of that? Is there any video? Uh, the whole thing was recorded. Uh, they did like a you know a twelve or thirteen camera shoot. It'll eventually be on VH1 at some point during the summer and. So it'll be out there. Um, it was it was it was absolutely incredible. And then Saturday or Sunday, Springsteen came out and opened with London Calling, which was just you know sick. And he had uh, this band, Gaslight Anthem, who's a Jersey band that kind of sounds like Bruce but a little more metally, a little more rock. And uh, he came out and joined them on stage. And then he called them out on stage with him. And it, it was a, a good three days. The Killers were great on Friday. You know, it was just, uh, it was a good, you know, three-day London is the only place of rock that, that rock still lives. I'm going to go that far. <laughs> it's the end of rock. It really is. Um, but, you know, I was trying to do the Twitter thing, and it just gets tough because I have, like, three people follow me. So who really wants to? Well, we'll to follow you. Uh, Johnny, let's go to Johnny's Twitter page. What are you down as? 
J O H N N I E R O X X. All right, that's triple X. There's a problem. You're Vin Diesel. But you actually have good things to Twitter. McCartney showed up. Yeah, it was tough over there because I couldn't, you know, the whole phone thing over there was a little tough for me. I would have loved to have been able to because I could, you know, do some cool twit pics. But I guess when I'm doing stuff here, you know, I could do it. And that's kind of why I thought about it is there's, you know, I kind of hang around some cool stuff every now and then. You know, it's kind of fun. But You're just going to put down Love the Fish and Chips. We'll, we'll make sure Dave links you and yeah. we'll get all the friends to link you up and then you'll be in on it. Yeah, it's, it's, you know, I mean, the Facebook thing is great. I mean, like I uploaded... I, w- I probably uploaded like 700 pictures from when I was over there. I took, you know, day one, day two, you know, through the whole thing. And, you know, because I was there to build, you know, we built, the, you know, what was going on in the park. It was crazy. And, you know, from the ground up and just to, you know, take it to the last day when you got all these bands playing. It was really cool. Mm. It was fun, Ronnie. You should have came so you could have a little vacation. I would love to, Johnny. Me, McCartney, and Neil Young together on stage. The place would have went crazy. Uh, would everybody chanting, who's that guy? <laughs> <laughs> Johnny has two two tweets, though. Yeah, Johnny, this is why no one's following you. You're just not even trying. Six followers. It's hard to follow you when you stand still. Just got back from London. What a great bunch of days. So, Bruce, <laughs> the killers, New York. It's everything you just told us. Well, yeah, I, called, I, I was tweeting. You, you, you I call us and, and read a tweet. And now he's gone. He's oh. just like the fucking guy who did the faggot call. They just, they as soon as you bust them, they run. They run. 866-RUNS-YOUR-FEZ. 866-RUNS-YOUR-FEZ. Did you pick up on how to handle some of these fucking guys, Fuzzy? Yeah. And they bother you? Right. I wanted you to fucking stop the rope-a-dope. 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. Warren in Strong Island. What's up, buddy? Going on, guys. Yeah. Uh, a little spy report for you. All right. I'm going to play this. Spy report. Spy report. Because you said the word. All right. Last uh, Friday, we were watching um, Jimmy Kimmel, and he had Megan Fox on doing the interview. She has an Adam's apple. And not like a, a little bit that I, you know, kind of imagining things. My girlfriend saw it, too. You can see on YouTube if you if you want to check it out. But uh, she's got a pretty pronounced Adam's apple there. Some women get the big Adam's apple. Really? Yeah, you've seen it, women. You're a human being. Oh, that's right. You don't look at women. <laughs> but it's not, uh, I, of course, it's uh, very uncommon. I don't think we've got a big Adam's apple on the whole show, do we, Dave? How about you? Uh, no, nothing. Nothing no, really to well. speak of. No, we're very, uh, fairly... I thought that was only a uh, thing in God. She's got a little one. I can see, you can see it. She's got Maybe a she's one. a transformer like Chaz Bono. You can see it right there. It's transvestite. It's different. I mean, come look at that. Come to, will people stop with the anti-Megan Fox stuff? I didn't know. I didn't know there was an anti. There's the backlash now. It's official. It's official that people well, think she's not hot well, and just bullshit. Has she been in anything else besides Transformers? No, she made stupid, you know, TV shows. She was on that uh, thing with um, the, you know, Regis's partner and the girl from Murphy Brown. That show, Hope and Faith. She was on that. You're kidding me. No, she was. That's Why where was she, she wasting her time there? Well, that's where like she started. She started on TV and stupid shows like that. Oh. She had a cameo in Tropic Thunder, and uh, she was on Two and a Half Men. Now I saw Tropic Thunder. I remember seeing her in it. She of course, was. I was sawing wood. <laughs> fucking five minutes into that goddamn <laughs> snooze fest. Maybe she is the one in blackface. <laughs> why you gotta be a racist? Oh, that was in that I, movie. That's why you're. I remember now why you're a racist. Why you hate blacks? Forgot. Well, guess what? You're living in an Obama world, buddy. So you and the rest of your southern brethren deal with the hey, chia yeah. pet. Play. Deal with it. The chia pet's up there. That's right. I'm gonna put my chia pet on the lawn 
for everyone to see? Um, here is uh, CJ Siege in Georgia. You're on the Run and Face show. Ronnie, you sound like a million bucks, buddy. What can I do for you? Well, I did a Petri dish experiment back in middle school for the science fair, and uh, I can tell you honestly, for scientific experiments, that dogs' mouths are 20% cleaner than humans. Uh, I've always heard that, but why would that be? Is it because we eat chemicals, or what is the reason? Well, we, get, we don't have the natural enzymes to kill most of the bacteria in our mouths. We actually have a lot more germs that live on our teeth. They don't really hurt us, but... You know, a dog doesn't need all that. They they have uh, they have more enzymes and more antibiotics. They have everything they need, and they don't they don't have as many germs in their mouth. There's really, I mean, you know, it's just the way they live. You know, someone told me that if you um, have a pet monkey mm-hmm. and you brush its teeth for it, like it was a person, you could kill it. Really? Yeah, yeah because they need those things in their mouth to kill germs. Uh, you would have known this, Fuzzy, if you would have paid attention to the. Uh, Chimp farm a bit. Um, here is uh, here's Cuffs in Wisconsin. Cuffs. Hey, Ronnie. I think the greatest tit shot in the 80s was uh, Jamie Lee Curtis in Trading Places because when she dropped her top, you could have said there were snakes growing out of her head, and I'd never seen it. I've seen that movie a lot of times. <laughs> All right. Um, we'll put this up for vote right now. Yep. Jamie Lee Curtis, Dave. Or Phoebe Cates. I'd take Phoebe Cates. Phoebe Cates. She was wet. And both of them, the amazing thing about it, there was no reason for the tit shot. There was just, <laughs> I mean, it's, sometimes you'll see like, oh, there's a sex scene. But both those shots were just, look at my tits. <laughs> That's the only reason why they were out there. Uh, 866 Ron Zero Fez. 866 Ron Zero Fez. Uh, Ray, Ray, you're on Ron Fez. Ronnie. Yes. Hey, Ronnie, the last call is exactly wrong. Uh, if, if you've ever been bit by a dog, you go to the hospital, they tell you they can't even stitch you because you're 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 going to get an infection. Their mouths are filthy. Yeah, but uh, a human being, they say the bite's even worse. If you're in a fucking fight with someone and you're in a scrap, bite them. I'm going to give you a little fucking clue here. I learned as a kid. Bite them right up here above the fucking eyebrow. That area, you'll just... Fucking tear that off like you bit into Jello. So when you find yourself yeah. clenched up and you're rolling around on the barroom floor, put your fucking mouth up there and tear that fucking eyebrow off with your teeth. Blood's all going to come down, and everybody is going to fucking freak out. Right. Everybody was is going to freak out. And then when they separate you, you can act like you punched them. Just, you want it again, you put your fist up. You want it again, while he's screaming, he bit me. Uh, everybody sees you as somebody who who's a fucking knockout king. Um, <laughs> Fuzzy, here's a big Ichiban going around right now. I don't know whether you're familiar with the TV show called American Idol, but they have a four-judge system. One of the judges is an Englishman named Simon Cow. To come back next year... He has been offered $140 million for one year judging American Idol. Give it to Simon Cow. The show makes a fortune. It's far and away the biggest show of the year. Pay the man because without him, I don't think you have much of a show. Here's uh, Andrew. Andrew, you're on the Ron and Fez show. Ronnie Shigu. What's happening, buddy? 
I think the best kid shot is uh, a movie from the 80s called Private School for Girls. Matthew Modine's in it. And there's this one shot where a girl's riding on a horse, topless, in slow motion. You can't beat that. <laughs> um, I'm, I do remember the scene, but I don't remember who the girl was. Uh, Betsy Russell, actually. She's oh, she made our flag. There was a... That's good, actually. There was a time in the 80s that every movie needed a tit shot. And if you'll even go back to watching a family movie like Vacation, yeah. for no apparent reason, the mom is in a tit shot. And this is a movie basically aimed at children, uh, and hopefully their parents will be watching with them. And for no reason known to man... The mother's in the shower, and her tits are out. Oh, it's fantastic. Uh, the 80s were insane about tits. Um, here is um, Justin. Justin, you're on the Run of Fez show. Morning, boys. Yeah. Best 80s naked queen of all was Tanya Roberts. And she was in Beastmaster. She was unbelievable. There was some really, really shitty movie they used to play on HBO where she was in charge of the zebra. She was basically the female Beastmaster, and she's naked in it the whole time. Her body is amazing, absolutely amazing. Um, all right. Uh, I know the poster, but I'm pretty sure I haven't seen uh, that film. Zippy, what do you got for me, buddy? Hey, buddy. Yeah. I went to uh, saw a, a movie in a theater, and there was an actual audible gasp from the audience when this uh, when this was revealed it was uh, dangerous liaisons with Uma Thurman like a literal gasp oh, from the audience so and those were the youngest tits i mean she was talking she her she was so young the titties had a price tag on them <laughs> i mean she was not uh, she was just learning how they all worked uh Shannon in uh New Mexico hey Ron how you doing great hey got an ichiban for you Oh, I always need a Nichiban. I was listening to uh, Live at the Compound last night, and they got shock and jocked last night. He went on last night? Mm-hmm. I am furious because I try to stay up on that, and I cannot. It is a floating crap game. You never know when you're going to find it. And last night, I was as unhip as you guys, as you guys at a Where's Fluffy concert, when you never know where's Fluffy. Uh, Jim, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, buddy. Yeah. Uh, what about the tit shot in Caddyshack? Uh, Caddyshack, I can't take my eyes off of Polo. Uh, Dan <laughs> in Florida, you're on Run of Fez. Hey, buddy. It's the best yeah. tit shot in the 80s movie, Bachelor Party, where uh, Tom Hanks... Uh, his buddies get him uh, brought back to the bedroom, and there's that beautiful hot redhead standing there, and they put everybody's heads on his body. His brother is telling him to do it. He's like, what are you kidding? Look at my tits. They're fucking perfect. I don't know if you remember that part, but that was the best. Tom in Connecticut. Tom. Shot, 80s movie, Miss Betty Child's Revenge of the Nerds. Ah, yes, the Revenge of the Nerds. Uh, yeah, and, and Dave is wearing his Lambda, Lambda, Lambda. I'm trying to think of the tit shot in the 80s movie, and I don't remember it, but it was uh, Chachi, and he could do something with his mind. Zapped. There you go. Thank you, Fezzi. Zapped. And there was a, uh, for no um, uh, apparent reason, uh, tit shot. All right, I'm get one of my spies tell me, 
I missed the big show last night. Went on at nine. You never know. I need people uh, when they find out there's a live at a, uh, live at the compound to uh, email me or text me immediately, immediately, because I don't like to l- miss the special secret shows. I'm not going to end up like Dave, Fez, and Hicks, a couple of know nothing bums who are sitting there watching TV when there's a Where's Fluffy show on. Fuck no. Eight six six Ron Zero Fez. Clint, you're on Ron Fez. Hey man, Ronnie B. Yeah. The best hit shot in the '80s was at the end of Just One of the Guys, where the girl that thinks she's a guy, the whole movie, five sided dance. I don't know why anybody thought that that hot girl was a guy <laughs> because she had a short haircut. <laughs> that was and wore a ball cap. <laughs> yeah, I didn't get it. I didn't get it. That was silly. Sillier times. It was sillier and fun. <laughs> it was fun, wasn't it? We yeah. had fun. Even uh, the Executioner song with Tommy Lee Jones, a true story about a death row guy, mm-hmm. Rosanna Arquette's breasts. First Holy of all, shit. The world has not said enough good things about Rosanna Arquette's no, breasts. It was ridiculous, though. She also had one in a movie called SOB. Uh, she was a teenage um, fucking um, hitchhiker, and, and that's all she has to do with the movie. <laughs> Uh, she's in it for five minutes, and they get to the guy's great pool house. He's a middle-aged guy. And she goes, is it okay if we uh, suntan? He's like, yeah. She just pulls her fucking uh, very young fucking top off of her mm. very young body. Yeah. Um, why don't you bring your character back and when we got Fred from Brooklyn? Fred from Brooklyn, you're on the air. He's Ronnie Figs. Um, Fred, how's everything live from the compound, your uh, radio show? <laughs> Everything's great over there. Good. Everything's great. Thank you very much, um, bro. After you said that, I, I was thinking I, I, I relived that fucking Phoebe Kate scene in my head the whole way riding home, and I was like, "Where's a camel toe?" As soon as I got in, I did a Google search: Phoebe Kate's camel toe. And man, is there a spot that has a still picture of that fucking beautiful lump sticking there? How, how, how did I, how did you how did I never see that? I think because we were so fixated on the tits. Then I also thought about this. Is this something that just popped out with HD? You know, all those years, Ooh. I saw it on my TV, but I didn't have HD. 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 Fred from Brooklyn, I just noticed some pussy in a red bikini. She married to Kevin Kline. What happened to Gremlins, Phoebe Kane? Why aren't you in movies? What happened to Kevin Kline? He slapped you around, stop making you active. Edit, edit, cut. Uh, thanks, Fred, for looking that up for me. I remember a big set of tits in Kentucky Fried Movie. Wow, that's going back on the Kentucky Fried Movie. (laughs) That was was John Landis' first. (laughs) He just got it all started. There Uh, was a fucking set of tits bouncing around in there, I remember. And John Landis always made sure he had a set of tits in every movie. Animal House had the tits shot for just a second. World in London had tits. Oh, uh, yeah. Had dids. 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 Thank you, Fred. You got it. Bro. Looking forward to live at the compound. 866 Ron Zero Fez. Um, here's uh, Jim. Jim, you're on Ron Fez. Yeah, hi. I wanted to suggest the prison scene in the movie Midnight Express. Well, yeah, obviously there was uh, the famous tip. Put it, put it on a glass scene. <laughs> it was the first time put it on a glass become very big. Uh, Dan of Virginia. Hey, Ron and Fister. Hey, you remember the movie Blame It on Rio? Now, do you, does everybody remember this film? Uh, Michael Caine yeah, uh, goes down to Rio Great uh, with his daughter, Demi Moore, who supposedly just graduated from high school, and her best friend and his his uh, 
his partner's best friend. And they make a deal of, you know, uh, that Michael Caine is her um, kind of godfather, and he used to powder her when she was little. And he fucks her. <laughs> he fucks her down there. His wife finds up, and they blame it on the girl. It is the strangest <laughs> fucking thing, because it's done as a lighthearted comedy where a 50-year-old man fucks a 17-year-old. But it's, hey. Happy look, graduation. Look how she's been dressing. It's not right. And then they all get together, and it's all fun. It's the strangest fucking movie. Really weird decade. And it even ends up being okay with her uh, dad. I can't remember who the fucking dad is in this. It's the strangest lighthearted romp. Today, uh, people would be, you know, throwing rocks at the movie theaters that were playing this. But at the time, everybody was like, you know, it's fun to have a summer movie like that. You got pretty girls and... Middle-aged men. I mean, Michael Caine even had the big fucking windshield glasses. He was far too old for her. Joseph Bologna? Oh, Bologna. Bologna? Is. Yeah, he's a fucking... Um, he normally plays like a gangster. Yeah, it's, that's but his But even fun. he had to be like, hey, it happened. <laughs> you fucked my daughter, even though I brought you to our place in Rio. Um, here is um, Trevor. Trevor, you're on Fez. Hey, what's up, buddies? Um, how about on uh, Weird Science when the girl makes the cameo when her clothes get ripped off and uh, full full blown tit, and then when she comes out of the roof as well? It's really the they had to have a tit scene in those days. Uh, Tom, you're on running fuzz. Yeah, how about a little more unexpected than hot, but Julie Andrews in SOB? Well, that was far from unexpected because they built it up. We're going to see her tits. We're going to see her tits. And then they sold the entire movie. But I'm telling you right now, the better tits in that film, Rosanna Arquette. Rosanna Arquette. She's amazing. Is phenomenal. I don't know if I ever told you guys this story. And this is like about 10 years ago. I'm walking down the street in New York. From a half a block away, I recognize Rosanna Arquette from behind. Merely on her hair and her ass. <laughs> and I did the speeding up so I could yeah. catch her at the fucking uh, red light and did the I'm looking around. So And it was definitely her. Gorgeous, gorgeous woman. Roseanne Arquette. Uh, constant fucking uh, pop stars in the 80s were making um, songs about her. Mm. Toto did Rosanna. Yeah. And then um, In Your Eyes was also about oh. her. And I believe there was a third. I can't remember wow. who did it, but I believe there was a, a third there. Uh, here is um, here's Sean. Sean, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Ronnie. I was just wondering, how cool is it to come across a movie of some chick before she actually made it, where she shows her tits? For me, it's Money Train with uh, Jennifer Lopez. I saw M Money Train. I know it was before Jennifer Lopez was famous, but I don't remember her tits being out in that. Oh, yeah, when her and Wesley Snipes is bumping and grinding. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right, I got to rewatch this now. <laughs> Terrible movie. Uh, well worth watching. Matter of fact, that started one of these things where the, you know, where the guys down in the subway, they take change for, you know? Yeah. And they, in that movie, they poured gasoline in there and put a light up, like, I'll fucking burn you oh, to death. Oh, yeah, right. People started doing that after the movie came out. <laughs> they, they just nice. saw, I saw a movie. I got to give this a try. The, um, Sick fucks. I remember Rosie Perez in White Man Can't Jump. 
Her breasts were gorgeous. Even before that. Probably before uh, Do the Right Thing, maybe? Uh, do the Right Thing. She was the opening fucking dance, remember? Yeah. Oh, she yeah. She did that crazy <laughs> dance. And then, in Do the Right Thing, um, it was really hot, and they didn't have an air conditioner. So Mookie uh, came back and would just rub ice cubes on her. That's right. Thank you, Mookie. <laughs> that feels so much better. Yeah. Uh, but speaking of the Twitter things... Um, our own Earl Douglas, E. Uh, Douglas, 528, uh, did a text 20 years since Do the Right Thing, and he goes, and we still don't have another famous black director. And I gave that some thought, but I, I think if you were, I don't know of any really young black directors anymore. Mm. Remember there for a while in the early 90s, we were running a bunch of them? Singled in. Singleton, and then uh -huh. a couple of the people doing comedies and stuff. Yeah, I mean, I guess you could say the Wayans were... I mean, yeah. you have Tyler Perry now. Tyler Perry uh, has his own audience. I'll give him that. But he's not exactly mainstream in the in the sense of... And, and, and I think what, what Earl meant was, you know, critically accepted, yeah. Doug. Because when... Um, when that film came out, they started to call him the new Scorsese. Spike Lee was going to be the young Scorsese. Now you see him, and he's up in fucking Harlem dancing around for Michael Jackson <laughs> with uh, Reverend Al. Hey, he's doing too many basketball games. We know you like hoops. Stop I got it. no problem with that. With the towel and the jersey. Yes. He's, he, <laughs> Woody Allen did it. You loved it. No, I, I, that's what I'm saying. I like how Woody does it. He sits in the 10th row. Keeps his oh, I've seen Woody on the fucking floor, bro. I've He's seen not wearing him. a Larry Johnson jersey, though. Dude, I've seen him with his fucking feet on wood. Because he doesn't know who Larry Johnson is. <laughs> if we were going to do a basketball <laughs> test right now, uh, back to back. Because he, here's a weird fucking deal. And I don't know whether I saw this live last night or not. Remember yesterday that you said to me out of nowhere, you go, is the best damn, is Tom Arnold still on the best damn sports show? Right. And I go, no, he's not on it. I go, the show's still on, but he left it a few years ago. Last night I turned on TV. I, I swear I don't know whether this, you know, was a rerun. When they had the last best damn sports show ever. Really? And I'm like, I <laughs> wow. haven't even thought about this show in years. Fez <laughs> mm -mm. brings it up to me, and now here I am watching a guy cry as he's showing clips <laughs> of Ben Affleck being fucking, um, you know, shocked because fucking Kurt Schilling came out. <laughs> Wow. That show was big for a little while. Yeah, it yep. was. It was a good so show. Apparently, it had an eight-year run. But it's weird. I hadn't thought about it for years. And then you bring that up yesterday uh, because we were uh, looking to possibly book Tom Arnold for an unmasked. But I'm like, no, he doesn't do that anymore. But the show's still on. Boom. It's not. Fez Watley jinxed them. <laughs> but uh, how do, uh, Killed it in one uh, mention. You never know with like Fox Sports. <laughs> that fucking show could have been a year old that I was yeah. watching last night. Why, why would they take it off, I wonder? Yeah, nobody was fucking... You, when's the last time any of us have seen it? It's been years. Right, I guess so. And because when that came out, there wasn't, if you were to be honest, there wasn't a lot of sports and entertainment mixture, yeah. and now it's constant. Like you said, Spike Lee in a way, is like a sports critic. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. He's on the sports shows. Yeah. You, the, the sports shows used to be guys in rumpled fucking suits, you know, <laughs> talking about shit. But now it's like everybody is like, uh, I like swingers and I like sports. Oh, yeah. I mean. I like guy movies and I like sports. <laughs> and that's if you listen to sports radio, 
half the time, they would just be doing big tits in the 80s. Yep. It's not even fucking sports anymore. They do. That, that's a, uh, I remember Bob Costas, remember showing that thing off? Where it was like, it's called like male sports talk now. And, they, and it's, it's actually like an intentional thing where they'll talk about chicks and sports. Well, they've asked Fez and I a couple times if we wanted to do a sports show. And uh, I always go, yeah, we could, because they're going, if you do a sports show, it's still only going to be like 40% sports. Right. And I go, that still seems like a lot. <laughs> and then, Fez, the, the thing is, you only like football. I am sports for one season in the fall when football's on. Yeah, but if it was your job, you could just fucking, you know, read up on it and study it a little bit. I think you would get into it as much as you would get into American Idol or Survivor or Big Brother, for that matter. I mean, Big Brother's on all the time. You, you, it's the same thing as watching baseball. I don't even know what you're talking about. How I'm saying Fez, Fez, Fez watches Big Brother every night. So if he was getting into sports, he could watch baseball every night instead of Big Brother. Yeah, but that's two different fucking things. That's like saying you're already watching TV. Why don't you watch soap operas? It doesn't make sense. Maybe, Your connection isn't there. Maybe if there was a house full of baseball players and they voted one out every week. Um, see, this is the kind of breaks I'm afraid to have on sports radio. Uh, Derek in Arizona. Hey, Ronnie. Hey, Fezzi. Hey, I haven't seen a new episode of Best Damn in about three years. They keep doing those top 50 shows, and they keep replaying those over and over again on FSN. Yeah, I don't know what it is about that fucking FSN, but th there's never anything new on there. Seems like they gave up. Like they they were a real competitor to ESPN for a, for a while, and now they just like they don't care. Well, don't I, I think they carry some of the soccer? They have the Fox Soccer Channel. Yeah. The problem there is they won't HD it. As it gets very hard once you get something, particularly in terms of sports. Yeah. Once you have HD, it's very hard to watch fucking sports when it's not high def. I wouldn't do it at all. Are you high def in yet, Fuzz? No, I'm not high defing. For oh, you, you gotta get it for football. Fez. How old is your TV? My TV, I believe, was bought in '96. And then last year he had it repaired. Yeah. Now, who's ever had a TV repaired? There's not even tubes in it anymore. <laughs> you just throw it out like a fucking iPod. I live and die by my TV, my my HD TV with the DVR and all that. I live and die with it. Just, I don't even think about it anymore. It's just not even hey, something that you think things. about. This is retarded. Look, I mean, with the with the the TVs in the studio, I know, and that's what fucking sports looks like to you when you don't watch. And it's so pixelated. I feel like I'm watching, you know, something on YouTube. Yeah, it looks terrible, right? I bet fucking Fez's picture isn't even as good as this, in his fucking 1996. Yeah, bottle H rocket TV. HD was made for sport. Sports is the best thing to watch in HD. Unless it's the only thing I hate yeah. all the other shows. I hate to watch a fucking talk show and see sweat start to come up from <laughs> Conan's fucking. You know what I mean? Like I, that. That I don't need. But for sports, I definitely need it. Some of the HD movie channels are great too. I mean, there's like a Woody Allen thing going on right now on uh, one of the HD uh, yeah. movie channels. Man, I'm not gonna fucking. Uh... Uh, here's uh, Brian. Brian, you're on my first. Uh, yeah, man, I was talking to somebody from uh, Fox Soccer Channel at a DC United game, and uh, he said they're going high def in, uh, like, January, something like All that. All right, there you go. Um, yep. New decade, new way of life. Here's uh, Jerry in Oklahoma. Hey, Ron, I want to thank you for turning me on to Eastbound and Down. I started watching that last night, and I just I had to watch the entire thing. That's the funniest thing I've ever seen. Um, 
thank you. Uh, and from what I understand, they've got the DVD just came out today. Uh, and the commentary is supposedly pretty funny. And deleted scenes are pretty funny. You got to see if they'll send that to us. And then you can burn it off and put it on the internet for everybody. <laughs> Wouldn't that piss them off if they heard that even as a joke? <laughs> you don't know how much they worry about shit like that. Now, when like, they give me screeners for movies, if a director's coming in, they almost want to come to your house and watch the movie with you and have it hand it back. Yeah. They'll be like, well, there's a thing on that uh, where you could fucking, um, you'll get busted if you put that up. Fine, I'm like this. What am I, in 11th grade? I don't give a fuck if everybody in fucking Angola can download this thing. I'm not going to upload a movie. <laughs> I already told you I don't even Twitter. Pissed last night though. I missed the compound show, but it was great. Um, here's uh, Eli in Philly. Philly, the hey, Even with the high def TV, poor little Juliana still can't figure out how they walk. Oh God. Oh, Dave, why don't you save some money on uh, on a TV and uh, invest it in your family? Well, oh. I didn't fucking. I'm not. Buying a new TV, the, the, my HD TV was given to me by my father-in-law, Mr. Doug. Let me just say this: you're a bunch of brutal fucking uh, listeners today. They're on the rag, Mr. B, and I ain't gonna be a part of it. I'm having a great <laughs> Wednesday. You are too. You deserve a nice Wednesday for yourself. After yesterday, who wants a pretzel ride? I'll go on a run. No one trusts you. No. <laughs> Did you ever think that you would fall back, though? Behind fucking Pepper Hicks on the totem pole? Well, I don't see it that way. I mean, I know that's your perspective. You I, see I, yourself above Fez, don't you? No, I don't I see it. That. Oh, I every day, that. yeah. I, I read, read it. that. You didn't read yeah. it because I didn't write it. <laughs> no, so that's by you. Oh, <laughs> by the listeners. I see myself exactly where I am. It's Ron Fez, David, Pepper, Scruffy. And then these other fucking humps. I don't. I <laughs> forgot about Scruffy. Who's can't end soon enough? How could you forget about Scruffy? No, I mean days below Scruffy. <gasps> wow. Wow. That hurts. Um. It was meant to. We got a break here. We went too far. Well, what's uh? What do you want to pitch here, Fezzy? What's coming up? What are you teasing with? Because the listeners need to be teased. Well, a little bit later on, we will have a Rorschach rant on the Ron and Fez show. I mean, what is we going to do to make them hold on? Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> we stole this Rorschach rant, right? Yeah. It's not even ours. He's afraid to do them on the phone, so actually he is doing these for us, Ron. Oh, these are for us? Yeah, these are for us. It's just he gets anxiety on the phone now. Uh -huh. I talked it over. I said, well, just do it on the YouTube then. All right, so uh, no meetings. I'm taking this from today. There's no meetings at all before the show. It's a Ron Fez show. Okay, fine. Um, I am not your assistant anymore. I will just be your friend. I wish it was that easy. If we were to hang out again, I would just constantly be tempted to get you to do shit for me and have to fight that real hard. I hope we get in a car wreck right now. I do. I hope we get in a fucking car wreck. A motherfucking car wreck, and we both die, and then we can live in heaven. The DVD series is out today, July 1st, Fuzzy, which I did not even realize. We are into July. Doesn't feel like it here in New York City. It's got a... We're going from late spring into early autumn, so it's... Uh, <laughs> 
And, and and you got no complaints about that, right? Oh, no, no. This is just warm enough for me. Any hotter, I will melt. Yeah, if you don't have a pool, this is fine, or a boat. But I honestly think if you got a boat, you're like, what the fuck is this? Because you're down now. And this always kills me about people who own a boat. You got eight weekends left to take that fucker out. And then it's pretty much uh, the end of the summer. Uh, all right, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. And here at July 1st, he is good enough, he is smart enough, and doggone it, people like him. Al Franken, finally, after all this time, Fezzi, we have a winner in Minnesota, and it's Al Franken. We can finally call it. Yeah, and now Al Franken still has to wait because now Congress is going on vacation. So he's got to wait, I think, a couple of weeks before he can still get... Still. Yeah, but he can walk around town like he's a senator now. Yeah. He can open up an office, and he got he, he can finally come out of hiding. Did he do TV last night? He did a press conference with the lovely Mrs. Franken and just talked what to... What does that mean? Well, not so lovely. Well, she's not a model. They've been married for what? Al Franken's got to be 60 or close to it, right? Oh, yeah. And it is a case of the two, uh, the couple being together so long they look alike. A little cruelty there. I mean, we always do a thing about not attacking families or outing Sheepy. Uh, have you talked to him yet, by the way? I haven't talked to Sheepy. Smart. That's a smart move. Play it down. Let this thing blow over. I see some people are blaming it on me. Um, which, you know, was always true, no matter what happens. Still we're on show. Um, but to get back to that, I think this may put him at the top of SNL alumni. I mean, I think that if I was Lorne Michaels and they said, what did people go on? Yes, you could say Chevy Chase and mm -hmm. John Belushi and Will Farrell, But to say one of my guys went on to become a United States senator, that has got to be somewhat cool. Now, here, you know, no one ever brings this up. The only reason why he even is, is this is because they did not give him the news. He wanted the news back in, like, I think the late 80s, uh, I mean, late 90s, okay. mid-90s. He was still a writer on the show. And they're like, no, Al, we're going to go uh, in a newer blood. I forgot who ended up getting um, the news then. It had to be early 90s. So at that point, he went off, started to do his political books, and became, you know, a radio personality or whatever. But I think if he would have got that news thing, and if it would have worked out, and he would have got seven, eight years out of it, he probably would have went on and, you know, did movies or something. The odd thing, too, is he's such an important numbered senator, where it's like now they got that 60 thing that Do they talk they, about. Because they really don't, with Ted Kennedy and the other guy sick. Oh, Bird, yeah. They haven't been voting anyway. So they do... Uh, you know, the 60 is real, uh -huh. but I guarantee you, you won't see anybody throwing their chest out on that unless they're going to have to put those two old men in wheelchairs and bring them in there. Um, and I kind of don't see that happening. So I think the Democrats are going to downplay this as much as they can. Now, I know he gets a six year term, but he has, you know, had six months ripped off of his uh, of his term. Yeah, I guess that's true when you really think about it. It's like someone owes him six months in Congress. Mm. Well, uh, even if he only does six years, and I can't imagine that he's going to like it enough to keep going on, 
Uh, he's going to turn this into more money than probably <laughs> Bill Murray. You know, he'll make that work for him in a big, big way. I get- I, I wonder what kind of stuff because a lot of the times when you when these guys get elected, it's fun like to see a Jesse Ventura elected, uh-huh. and then they don't do shit. You know, they're just they kind of seem like anyone else. So it'll be interesting to keep an eye. Is he going to be like a rebel guy, or just try to be you know a good senator? I think it would really be better. If he took six years and said, I'm not going to run again, I was just back crazy for the next fucking six <laughs> years. Just off the fucking rails, loony. All right, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Now, a new study shows that half of Americans use a vibrator. 50% of Americans... Men? For, it's uh, men, it, men specifically, it's 45% say they have used a vibrator with... But on a woman. Yeah, with a female partner. 17% of that have used one on themselves mm-hmm. for their own gratification. Well, Dave comes in at 100%. I've used one, yes. Well, well you know what always gets to me about this study, as you call it, not uh-huh. even an article? Who cares? I never get the point of, like, who would care about this like does it really mean one thing or another like i guess some people could take this is a you know a, a sign away from intimacy or but the real point is if that's what a woman needs or what turns her on or if it turns the men on, it really doesn't matter it seems to me like though if half the country is doing something it would be more talked about it would why be- would you well, I think no. I mean, if like half the com- half the country was using a certain product, you would think you would see more advertisements, more it's not options, a, more. It's not any one product, and yes, those stores exist, but the, uh, there is absolutely no reason. And I know this is going to uh, surprise you, mm-hmm. uh, given your uh, you know journey, but I don't think there's any reason for anyone to struggle with any of their sexual stuff in public i i really think if that's what you like that's what you like but does it need to be discussed there's studies on it um mm, no i don't think so just up to whatever those uh people want to do doesn't really matter one way or another now dave you say it bothers you uh, I don't want my. Ch- I I would rather she not use it because I feel like that says something about me shortcomings. See, I you know first of all, I'm sure no woman could be satisfied you, but second of all, I really don't think it's important. What about you, Hicks? I wouldn't mind if she had a fucking vibrator, get herself off, and I'm not around. Why not? She should come again. You know, in the same way you're saying more people should be talking about it, I don't think people generally talk about their masturbation techniques. I don't think buddies get together and go over that. And, and I see no reason, and I always find it, believe it or not, somewhat distasteful when people need to discuss what they do with their partner. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I Sometimes you're out with uh, couples and they're like, well, we're going to get lucky. You're not going to get lucky. You're fucking married, you loser. <laughs> so the fact that she's had an extra fucking margarita <laughs> as well as 40 pounds doesn't fucking interest me. Right. Well, I, I don't see um, I don't see where it's anything to worry about. 
Well, the one thing is, like, it's different than a guy jerking off because the guy's using his own hand. But with the chick with the vibrator, it's an outside entity, and that does make me very jealous. I don't know why she needs it. If she was just fingering herself, I'd probably be okay with that. But the fucking purple guy, you know, I feel like he's doing things that I can't do. Well, as long as the purple guy isn't Alan Page. And again, I know only Blowhard's going to laugh at that fucking joke. I realize it's dating. I got it, Mr. B. Mm, any purple people either? Viking, yeah. Okay. Interception, touchdown. All right, so the point is this, though. Uh, that might be a concern for you and one that your friends could say. Stop it. Cut it out. I mean, at the same time, suppose she was masturbating and thinking about another person. That, would, that would horrify me. Right. So if that's what she needs, she probably shouldn't tell you. You know what I mean? Like, I know this is going to surprise you, Fez, because you, you like to talk this stuff over with your psychiatrist and work it out. I think a lot of the sex stuff is actually no big deal. If you say to yourself, it, hey, it really is not a big deal, I think you'll be more comfortable with it. But for some reason, and that's why I go back to even the marriage issue. Uh -huh. Just get the fucking contracts out uh, and have the same thing done and stop trying to fucking bring your bedroom into everybody else's life. And other people, keep your life out of everybody else's bedroom. It just doesn't fucking matter. Uh, here is Adam. Uh... Adam, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hi, this is Adam Clemens from Slipper Rocks. So uh, I was calling in. My dick is only about two and a half inches. It's scared boring. So that's why I use a vibrator. All right, so you're trying to do like a little bit there. Fez show. How are you? Hey, what's up, boys? Hey, there's absolutely nothing wrong with your girl using a vibrator. I bought my fiance a dildo and a vibrator for Christmas. And there is nothing sexier than using it on her. Well, again, it, it really. It, 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 now it you're saying, like uh, why, why did you say well like that? Babe? Because then you, it, it, she's going to get fixed on that, and then you can't. Your own little cock won't be able to 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 finish her off. That's the way I feel. Uh, are you jealous of your own tongue, though? I mean, it's ridiculous to sit around and be jealous about things. I can't help it. I mean, she's she's going to, if she keeps using that thing, then I'm going to do nothing for her. And that I, kills me. First of all, it's a completely different experience. You masturbate. Yes, but the, like I said, Ron, with my own hand. Right, but the, so should she be jealous of your hand? No, because it's a part of me. Like I said, you know, I mean, I'm not using something outside. I'm not, you know, okay, I have used one of her, you know, whatever, vibrators a couple. But, you know, that was just to see with the experience. But that that's all that was. But the point is, when I usually jerk off, it's my own hand. If she used her own hand, fine. But she's using a, a, an, another cock. She might as well be using another man's cock. It's not, it's not another cock. It's a fucking She vibrator. might as well use your cock. It's a machine. I don't even think. Do you think it's a machine? Oh, it's totally a machine. Not all of them even have batteries. I see more as a gizmo. A <laughs> gizmo. Um, From here's, Gremlins. <laughs> here's uh, Robin, you're on a fez. Hi, guys. Um, Dave is a fucking asshole, first of all. I mean, he can jerk off five times a week, but his wife can't have a vibrator. Five. I mean, if I didn't have a vibrator, I might have to kill somebody. Eight to ten times a week. And... Well... She's using. But that's okay. Just she's, as an, an external device, but you know she can't do anything without your dick. But you can do whatever you want. That's it. it, it, it again, it's odd because Dave gets conservative about some things, 
when it chooses an extremely liberal when it comes to what is acceptable for him. But my point is, Fezzi, no matter, like with these percentages that half the people are doing it. Right. To me, it doesn't, what I hate about these kind of studies is it makes people feel either better or worse depending on the side of the study they are. You know, so sometimes they can go, well, look, honey, 44% <laughs> of the people don't do it. You know, who cares? It's really about you and whoever you're in a relationship with. It, it's, um, it, it really isn't that fucking thing. Now, I've heard women say they need one physically. And not even a matter of, you know, this is something that they need. Now, that I wonder about because I think a lot of times people haven't tried enough options. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. And guys are fucking to blame for that when they have their two or three fucking positions and styles and that's it. Um, why bother? You know what I mean? Why not get in there and try uh, other stuff? So uh, sometimes I would uh, I would blame that on guys. Now, if she doesn't and if she just enjoys it, why not? Um, why not go? Okay, that's all right. I mean, she's not cheating on you, Dave. I feel that way. She. It's only going to lead to a, a downfall between our sexual relationship. It could only lead to an affair with the blender, if you ask me. Believe it or not, that's a possibility. I mean, that's sitting the on the washing machine. Well, why is that a problem? No, that's why I'm saying it's not a problem. It's not going to lead. See, here's here's where here's what you would have to wonder is always what's in the other person's mind. Are you stimulating their mind? If you're stimulating their mind, the body is going to follow, 100 percent of the time. I. Yeah, I wish I could read her thoughts. I really you don't. Do. Well, you don't have to read her thoughts. You're married to her. You guys could talk. Yeah, I just feel like something's going on upstairs sometimes. Yes, unlike you, she has thoughts. And plus, let's face it, where else can she go now? You have tied two different anchors on her. <laughs> what guy is going to be interested in this? Um, here's uh, Jack in Maine. Hey, Ronnie, what's up, buddy? Lots of cheap up here, by the way, for the 4th of July weekend. Hey, uh, Dave, you always talk about uh, using lube when you jerk off. Do you think that weighs heavy on your wife's mind, thinking she's a little dry or something? You know, it's a, you're, you're kind of a, I don't know, you're strange. I don't understand you when you talk about this shit. Well, I, yeah, I use lube. I love lubrication. That's not cheating. I mean... I'm not using a pocket pussy every chance I get, okay? They're available in the Opie and Anthony office. I don't take them out and fuck pocket pussy. Have you tried? I did it once, okay? But I, I, I don't do it. It's not a habit. And the point is, that, to me, it's the same thing. It's cheating. Andy in Ohio. Hey, I got to say, I, I'm of two minds on this issue. Uh, one... I don't know. My wife and I, we used a, we used a glass dolo once. And I, I gotta admit, it was kind of weird when, cause it was actually longer, you know. And when it met resistance, that was like a weird sensation for me, cause I was the one guiding it in, you know. And it's just, it, it was kind of weird. I felt it was kind of like a, had like so a nail. So you finally, you finally hit the bottom of it. Yeah. First time ever you tipped against the bottom. Jesus. But, but, uh, but, but if, if this thing was such a threat, right? 
why do women still want men? Uh, you know, they, they barely haven't, do. They, they barely they do. They haven't turned their back on men. They still want well, men. They need. They do want someone to hold, probably, and do all that bullshit. But you afterwards. don't feel like you satisfy your woman as as good as a marital aid does. No. Still, well, that's the fear. Yeah. Let me say this, Fuzzy. Okay. See what your little study started. Your little study made Dave feel bad about you're himself. Breaking, you, I love these studies. You're breaking up our home again. Again. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for admitting his problems. <laughs> well, I was wondering if 50%, let's say it's true, 50% of people use a vibrator. Mm -hmm. All right. Which two of these couples are using them? The Obamas? All right, let me just stay there. I don't even know who the other couple is. Uh -huh. I'm going to say the Obamas is being incredibly, believe it or not, conservative in bed. I don't think there's a freak there to be had. I really don't. I think they're the black version of uh, suburban white people. <laughs> All right, against who? The McCains? Uh, oh, she's much younger. Well, it's not even a matter of younger, and you know what I mean? Like, he can't, because uh -huh. there's enough meds for that. But I do think that those two are probably a little more wild. They they definitely be uh, more ready to explore more. Yeah, Cindy definitely. Shit, I'd shit off a dildo on her right now. And what about like let's say the Bidens and the Palins? Uh, the Palins, I'm going to also say very conservative. Really, I think as a family, the Obamas and the Palins are very much alike. But the Bidens and the McCains are very much alike. And I'm going to say that those two families are the ones uh, more apt to be uh, wilder. Uh, I got something uh, written here for uh, Dave as an email. Why do guys like you get paranoid and upset with your wife when she's not satisfied? Why don't you just try and get better? Now, you even admitted to us that you're spending, you're throwing fucking... Eight to ten down on the fucking bathroom floor. Yeah. That you could be using to perfect what you're trying to do for your chick. Well, I still try to do that every so often. No, I still try. I mean, I have two you, children, uh, but... I know, but you said every so often. Well, I don't like... It's, yeah, I mean, I'm not a good marathon person. I think I'm a good sprinter, so it's not easy for me to... Not all women like sprints. So you might have to hear something that you need to do sometimes. Sprint a little, pull it back. Spread a little, pull back. That's and before you too know, you, hard. You, well, it's too hard at first. But again, you're just talking about satisfying your woman, not yourself, right? Yeah. Isn't that what you want to do? Yeah, I mean, not uh, to a certain degree, yeah. What do you mean to a certain degree? I'd rather, I'd, I'd like to, I mean, I'm just being totally honest. I'd like to satisfy myself probably first and then her. Yes, and that's so. why you're in the position of being paranoid that you're in. Okay. All right? If you decide, I want to satisfy her, right? Yeah. That is my goal. Even if you just say that to yourself, you'll get better at it. Okay. Well, yeah, I mean, what am I supposed to do? Tongue, you know, and all that. Uh, Why do you act like I fucking, I've, I've arrested you <laughs> and brought you to sex ed prison? I haven't. You came here. Because I know. says read something, you threw on your right. headphones and said, this is me. Yeah, great. Then when you start to hear solutions, the only solution you want is magic or your chick to lie. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I would... When you satisfy her, then you are free to satisfy yourself. And believe it or not, you may get extra turned on by finally satisfying somebody. Well, 
I see your point. Just no, you don't. You just want me to long? stop talking. How long is it going to take? I mean, that's, I'm not with her. That's the point. You want you me know? to go down there and give it a test run? I've already been then told. Then I would be able to fucking know. I don't know her. I, I'm trying to explain this, and this is what my fucking problem with Fez's study is. All human beings are somewhat different. They're similar, yeah. yes, but everybody has different hopes and dreams. So if you get a book that says this is the way to seduce a woman, that book is wrong. Right. Because you're looking at that one person. You have to pay attention to her. I know. I mean, I, I try. I, look, I mean, she, I'm, I've been told I'm poor at Cunnilingus, so that's discouraging for me. But uh, beyond that, can I tell you something? You are annoyed that you just can't do this perfectly. Yeah, I am annoyed. I, I mean, I'm, I'm a drummer. I feel like my rhythms are are pretty decent, but I you're I'm an awful a, drummer. It's too hard, or it's it's or it's not hard enough. I, you know, it's like it's fucking Goldilocks time over here. You know, it's never it's too hot, it's too cold. You don't mind using a stick when you drum, Fez. This was this a is serious. Why you don't get along with it's him. It's a serious study. One of us is trying to help him, and the other one's looking for a chance for one of his. Cheap. To I'm gonna put the word cheap in there. Cheap. Cheap, cheap line. Cheap shot. It's yeah, cheap, shot. cheap line, cheap joke, cheap shot. It's like slap shot, you know. It's Paul Newman. But my point is this to you. If we're being fucking serious, I'm for being even serious. A second, you don't show that you want to do this. And it's the same way, like if you were like oh, saying, I want to take up rock climbing. Yeah. You're not gonna get great at it right away. Well, I'm just trying to be honest with you. I mean like I got a treadmill, and, you know, I started running on it, okay, but then I get home late at night on during the weekdays, so I don't run on it, mm -hmm. and it's like, it's too much work. Well, it's too much, I, 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 my intentions are there, I just wish it wasn't so, so much work, you know, I, I wish that was, that, that was the case. Um, here is Mike, Mike, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey Ron, how are you, buddy? Yeah, I think I think you're definitely wrong about the Obamas. Like, if you remember when they went out on their date, they you know how the cameras were following them everywhere they went. When they got off of Air Force One, they definitely looked like they were banging. You know? Oh, and, oh don't don't get me wrong. I think that both the Obamas and the Palins have healthy sex lives. I'm not uh -huh. saying that, but I'm saying they're probably pretty conservative in the way they go about it. Where I think that the Bidens and the McCains are like, let's let's wash each other, <laughs> or let's get our chicks together. Oh, Biden's! I think Biden would put Clinton to shame. Like, forget about cigar. Biden would put a crack pipe up up his wife's pussy. I, I and I think both families there. Uh, I think they know more about each other because <laughs> they they used to hang together quite a bit, and their chicks kind of remind me of each other. Um, here is. Um, let me go over here to um, Paul. Paul, you're on Hey, what's going on, guys? Hey, I wanted to say I kind of disagree with what everybody's saying because uh, they're trying to compare a guy masturbating with his hand to a woman using a dildo or a vibrator. Uh, every man out there knows that your hand is second, probably third best to a vagina. You certainly aren't going to choose that over a vagina. But uh, a woman, it, it, you know, if you're six and she's got a... She's got a vibrator that's nine. You know, that's better than you. And it vibrates, and it's bent yeah, up it's, like a damn golf club, but, and it's got stuff that turns. But, and but let's at least say this, that it's different. Uh, just like you're saying, you know, all the different ways that a, a man can get off is different. 
I think it's probably wrong to have any one go-to ever in your life. And, uh, you know, Dave has even admitted a lot of times that he will masturbate and not wake his wife up or whatever. Right. And, you know, because for you it's easier and you it's quicker and you don't have to pay attention. Yeah, that's the case. I do it on. I sometimes when I'm driving home from the bus, I'll spank it real quick. I've done that's a new habit of mine. To jerk off in the car. In the car on the Garden State Parkway while driving home from work. And they Where say te texting is dangerous. Is, are you done with your cheap joke? It yeah. hurts. Um, I don't even know if that one was a joke. It was just a comparison. <laughs> uh, where were we? Oh, where do you clean up? Uh, around what? exit one seventeen. What do you do? You have a jack rag in your car? I use the baby's blanket. The same, the same. <laughs> wow! Blanket that you wrap the baby up in. I shouldn't be saying that. Do you think you shouldn't be? For the uh, record, my son hasn't been in my car <laughs> since right. he was born. My wife drives him everywhere. All right, let's just <laughs> let's just. Um, For well, the record, all right, but let's just get back to the ground one, so I know what I'm dealing with. You uh, get home. Uh, off your bus, on your way driving home, uh, going down the Garden State Parkway, driving how fast? 80 miles an hour. 70, I, 80 miles an I, hour. I have it on cruise control, yeah. so then I don't have to worry about my feet being on the gas pedal, and I put the seat back a little bit. Not recline. <laughs> You're laying down. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. No. You're laying down an 80. <laughs> I am not, I'm not lying down, but I am reclined, right, but and I'm driving with my left hand, because mm -hmm. I'm a lefty, so I have to jerk it with my right hand, which... Until recently, I, I, I realized it's a fun feeling because being a southpaw, yeah. it's feel like a totally different yeah, sensation. It's complicated. Uh, so you masturbate while you drive. Home. Uh, yeah. From the bus. And how long of a drive is that? It's um, very short. It's uh, 17 miles. Um, it's, it's a 17-mile drive. It, it's on the eight park. mile. He does the eight <laughs> mile. I didn't know that. It's 17 miles from your bus? To my house. Where the fuck do you live? <laughs> Jesus Christ! I wouldn't even live 17 miles away from work. Live on 17 miles away from two hours every day, each way, each way. You're insane. You can't do this job anymore. So at that at that point, you'll masturbate all over yourself. You pull your shirt up. Yeah, put just a little bit. Yeah, like so. You're not you're not a big comer. There's not a lot of come there. No, sometimes there is. And then you will wipe yourself off with your baby's blanket. Off the top of your cock right. and across your belly. Yeah, the, she left the baby's blanket on the the baby seat in the oh, that's in her the back. Of, yeah, well, that's the way I looked at it, and so that's my jack rag, and it works for me. Why not just hang your head out the window? Uh, Tim and Arizona, you know something? You're cheap. Why jokes. is this cheap? Yeah. Why do you do this? And when this I say cheap, day? I mean in a bird way, like cheap, cheap. <laughs> like you're like a little bird cheaping out gags. Mm, those are good candies at Easter, anything, though. He's in a good mood today, and I'm just, <laughs> you know, I'm trying to act like he's bad boy. You stop it, bad boy. You stop what you're doing, because he seems to be having fun today, and it's such a fucking relief. You know why? So we when... had those two girls in here yesterday, and so he felt like he was in a girls' show. All this prick wants to do is be on the View. <laughs> Um, by the way, uh, the ladies that came in, Jennifer and Alexis, mm -hmm. really, really nice ladies, really nice. I had an enjoyable time with them. And then uh, some friends told me that they said very nice things about us on their show. Oh, very nice. Yeah. Uh, whatever with Alexis and Jennifer on Martha Living Channel right here on Sirius XM Satellite Radio, 5 to 7 in the East. Uh, Tim in Arizona, you're on Fez. Hello, observation about Dave. 
he's he likes to masturbate a lot. Dave, do you think about your wife when you're masturbating, or yeah. do you think about some other girl? No, I actually do, but lately it's been her eating some broad out. I'm and just trying to be honest. Anybody in particular? Of course. Everyone in particular. Everyone. Every uh, single write one. Down who, everyone. Ron, the, you know all the, the words. All right, but write down where, where it's going to be a normal one for you. It's a very long name. And so you're not even involved in your own masturbation. You're just watching it as if it's a uh, porn. That took you a while to write. I'm going to guess Mary Stuart Masterson. <laughs> um, well, oddly enough... Uh, here is one of your fantasies. Hello, <laughs> Brazilian Julie. Hi, Mr. B. Hi, Fuzzy. Congratulations. Uh, You've been starring in a Dave fantasy. Hot in here now. <laughs> yeah, that's a little gross. And uh, let me also say this. Uh, this will never happen between your wife and Lily. <laughs> they don't <laughs> like each other. That's what makes it so special. <laughs> <laughs> Even in prison, that wouldn't take place. Might. Uh, what do you have for us, Julie? Well, I think Dave is totally wrong. I don't think, you know, I have a, a bunch of devices, and I nothing takes place of a human. Now, penis. what kind of devices do you use? Well, I have, um, like, a little tiny one. I guess it's called the pocket rocket. You know, it's kind of like, I guess, half the size of my finger. Mm -hmm. And it's just for vibrational purposes. You don't uh, use it for insertion. And then I have, you know, um, a different one that's a little longer I guess, and, mm -hmm. you know, that's more for insertion purposes, and then I have, you know, a, just something between the two sizes. Right. For, you know, emergency purposes. That's like a Yeah, nice because some of these, the ones that are like a fire plug, you got to think to yourself, do you really want to stretch it out? Yeah, exactly. So, you know. I mean, I don't want to, I don't want to sit here and, uh, and quote Archie Bell-Nadrell's every day, Fezzi, mm -hmm. but you got to tighten up. You got to <laughs> tighten up. All right, so, you're telling David he has nothing to worry about. I don't think he has anything to worry about because when I, well, at least for me, it's personal, but, you know, when I use one of them, mm -hmm. it's it's nothing like a man, like nothing. You, you really, a man is just so much better. Why? It feels better, and you're always thinking of it being a real penis when it's fake, you know, it's like plastic. So you're it's fantasizing about a man? Yeah. Okay. I mean... You know, you you have to think about something. So right. I definitely think about men. But the, it, to me, it's like a man's like a old school car, and a, a dildo is like a car with power steering. Look, let, let's face something. In the future, women are going to be fucking robots. That's We're on our I'm way. The Japanese of. are working on fuckable robots right I know. now. <laughs> That's something Stanley's going to have to deal with with his wife. Oh, <laughs> Fuckable robots as he's sitting there in his cum-drenched baby blanket. Uh, Julie, this does not interfere with you being with a man like you wouldn't choose this over a man or have trouble getting off because you're with a man. No, in fact, I think that it helps me when I do get to a man because I want them more. Hmm. Like I feel like like the desire is, you know, what about, increases. What about woman? What about woman? Uh, Dave, that's just for your fantasy. Part thing. Particularly a Jew from Westchester. <laughs> Wait a second. No, Maybe like Lily involved, too. <laughs> yeah, I didn't think you were going to read those names out loud. Well, why wouldn't I? Well, why have me write them down then? <laughs> why would you do that? <laughs> oh, I thought because you were afraid to say them. <laughs> now, um, let me ask you this, Dave. Since you. You like to think about your wife being with Lily. <laughs> Two people who uh, don't get along. 
Would you get mad if your wife was fantasizing about you and Jonathan together? <laughs> you take it in the ass from uh, Jonathan. <laughs> if I was in the picture, I fine. I'd you rather be on be top. Yeah, you just want to be in there somewhere. That's, that's what she wants to do. That there probably right. will be pictures. <laughs> uh, all right, Julie. Thanks a lot. Thanks guys. for the new image with you and your. Uh, Three uh, yeah. different uh, dildos. The tool belt you're yeah, wearing well, there. you know. <laughs> oh, God. Such cheap jokes today. What okay, is thanks. this? Bye, guys. Bye-bye, uh, honey. God. There's Brazilian Julie. Uh, by the way, she has a, a, a Twitter also that you can read. And uh, her Twitter will um, uh, generally just be about a lot of songs that she's listening to. All right. Uh, 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 guess this Twitter, Fez. Okay. Just saw Edie Falco going into uh, the food store. I am going to guess that is our friend Franklin's Twitter. Whose Twitter is that? Sorry, that's Mikey Boy. Mikey Boy saw Edie Falco go into that. Edie Falco, eh? Yeah, I guess she's living down in uh, Trebekah Way. He's got the... Ever since he moved down there, he's he's on top of the world. Well, there uh, I was down there a couple weekends ago in Trebekah. The restaurants are out of this world. Yeah. They're ju uh, really one beautiful, phenomenal uh, food place uh, next to another. And you could, you could go to Trebekah and spend um, a month... Of eating different great food one night after another. I bet you Edie Falco is really bangable in person, too. Oh, yeah. I bet you. I haven't seen her in person. I thought she was pretty sexy on The Sopranos with I, Tony. I did, but, but I mean, I, I could see her coming across even better in, per, in live. Oh, I, I think you, that would be true of everyone, right? <laughs> Angelina Jolie. <laughs> yeah, even I guess you're... Yeah. Than the, in the TV yeah, show. You're probably right. Uh, all right, we got a break here, Fuzzy. Coming up, uh, a little story about Anna Kornikova. Getting into uh, some trouble in Vegas. Whoa! Ron Fez. <laughs> I could have used a little more cowbell. We should probably give him more cowbell. I got a fever. And the only prescription is more cowbell. Mississippi Queen! With the Ride of Fez show, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, or you can always email us at ronandfez at AOL.com. Our buddy Franklin, his movie, Last Night in Brooklyn, it will be having its New York City screening on August 29th, 8 p.m. at the Anthology Film Archives. That's located at 32 Second Avenue. Again, that's August 29th at the Anthology Film Archives. If you want to get tickets to that, LastNightInBrooklyn.com And we're all going to go and hang out and have fun and uh, maybe go to a bar afterwards. We'll try to find out where a bar is nearby. So uh, come on out with us. Uh, hook it up. Let's get a crowd from RonFez.net going and support uh, Dean and uh, Franklin. Anna Kornikova got into a fight with another woman in a, in a bar in Las Vegas. Uh, the woman threw a drink 
on Anna uh, and said that Anna Kornikova was invading her space. So instead of letting security handle it, Anna Kornikova, athlete that she is, goes right after the woman and was pounding her pretty good from what I understand. Bar fight, huh? Yeah, and uh, the woman was thrown out of the bar. I don't know exactly what's going to happen with Anna Kornikova in this. Well, nothing if the woman's gone, right? Oh, probably not, but I don't know what the woman's going to do if she's going to press charges against Anna Kornikova for beating her up. Well, normally the person who gets thrown out uh-huh. uh, is it wrong here. So she might not want to bring anything up. Or she could be the one who uh, gets charges pressed against her, too. Normally, if you're that drunk in a bar, let it dangle, boys. Just get out of there. Let it flop. I would not want to get in a fight with Anna Kornikova. She looks very rock solid to me. I think you could take her first. I don't know. She you looks like know she... it? Now I agree with you. You're right. A woman could beat you up. Well, there's certain women that you wouldn't want to get in a fight with. That Michelle Rodriguez, I would never want to get into a fight with her. What woman do you think you could beat up? Um, I could beat up Paris Hilton. No way. Oh, yeah. Paris would destroy you in a fight. I could totally, uh... All she's got to do is dance until your heart explodes. I could see Fez uh, whipping Christina Applegate's ass. No way. Because she doesn't... She had a disease. That's why I thought Fez could Even with her. that. Even with her new uh, breast, she'd still win. About Tara Reid. He could take her. No. A what? She's too drunk to even defend herself. Fez couldn't beat Michael Jackson in a fight. I could beat Michael Jackson in a fight. I could get a three count on him. Not even now. Sure. You'd still find a way of hurting yourself. You think Fez could be up Burt Reynolds? No. He's not a woman. I know. Just chucking it out there. Let's see. I could probably beat up... I don't know if I could beat up Lindsay Lohan. I definitely couldn't beat up her girlfriend, Samantha Ronson. All right. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Coming up a little later on the show, we're going to play one of our game shows. It's Voice Horrors. You have to guess the celebrity voiceover. Oh, you like to hear them? Well, it's Voice Horrors. Um, and we get emails all the time, Fezzy. And now, Ron and Fez, the show of the future, brings you... Electronic mail. Mail sent electronically. Electronic mail. This one says, Dearest Ron and Fez, I'm about Eastside Dave's age, and I used to feel the same way he did about Guns N' Roses. I recently listened to Appetite Destruction. Before listening to it, I would have told you Appetite was a classic on par with Sticky Fingers, Ziggy Stardust, and Highway 61. But I have to say, the album is completely dated. I didn't even have a nostalgia ticket. Tickle listening to it, I just felt a little embarrassed. Can you guys think of another album that was so big at the time that now sounds dated? Hmm. That is a very good point. Um, I think that if you were to go back and re-listen to the Black Sabbath stuff, um, much like Deep Purple or Uriah Heep, any of that kind of stuff from the 70s, um, and not feel embarrassed, then you've had some brain chromosomes. 
from the 80s stuff that feels a little dated. I'm going to fucking piss some people off here, but I'm going to say The Cure. If you go back and listen to The Cure, you're like, why did everyone think this was so much different? I worship the shit out of Paul Simon, but Graceland has some very dated tracks. Like, You Can Call Me Al, and some of those tracks are extremely dated. If you very 80s uh, very, sounding? Very 80s. Well, uh, while we're doing that, and none of this stuff was accepted by me, but if you will even look at people like uh, Rod Stewart, uh, Van Morrison, Neil Young, Jackson Brown, when they tried to 80 up their sound... It's really fucking embarrassing. Yeah, it's really bad. Neil's Transformer album is... That is Hold the on. worst. Was that your stomach that growled like that? Oh, I, yeah, I believe it was. That was like we had a lion <laughs> in here. That was so loud. Um, yeah, so the 80s was uh, a tough decade with a lot of that. Now, I'm sure Guns N' Roses doesn't sound all that dated to you, Dave. Not at all, because I don't see that there's no synthesizers, you know, that you, you and keyboards that you associate with the eighties. I I feel very strongly that's a but, great album. But it can even be. It doesn't even have to be that. It could be just because it's too attached to that time, like in the fact of, you know, Boston's first album, or uh, Frampton Comes Alive. Um, you know, it, it doesn't really even mean that was using. Anything weird. It just sounds like that time. Jim in Iowa. Jim, you're on a fez. Hey, how's it going, guys? Uh, much as I love this record, I listen to it all the time. Sergeant Pepper by the Beatles sounds like the 60s. It does not sound as good as Revolver does. Um, I would say even worse is Magical Mystery Tour. Oh, absolutely. You, absolutely. Where you're just like, come on with your psychedelicness. And, of course, the Stones did that Satanic Majesties then, and yeah. that's pretty in, uh, embarrassing. Um, Newsday, Lara, how are you? Hi, buddy. Yeah. Um, uh, Seven and the Ragged Tiger by Duran Duran. I mean, anything by Duran Duran sounds dated, but that album is real dated. Um, I even think at the time that sounded uh, dated, where I remember listening to it and said, this is 280s for me. <laughs> Uh, and being there. Thank you very much, Laura. Here is Tom. Tom in New York. You're on a fez. I'm going to go with Springsteen in the Born in the USA album. Uh, songs like Dancing in the Dark, those synth drums all over the place, just completely 80s. Uh, I am I'm going to agree with you 100%. When I go back to listen to any Springsteen, it's always probably the first... Well, it's definitely the first three... And I might even go four. Darkness. But, yeah. Uh, but Darkness doesn't even... But those first couple albums, yeah. when he didn't have any money for production, yeah. is so much better. Yeah. I hate to say it because I, I love Bruce, but when he plays these tracks now in concert, a lot of times they said, especially Born in the USA Now, which is him and the acoustic guitar... I don't know what he was thinking with some of this stuff. I'll give you the another tunes one. themselves are great, but and, and I'll throw this out here: why uh, Hicks, who's such a big Johnny Cash fan, I have so much trouble with uh, Ring of Fire with that fucking those horns, those mariachi things yeah. happening. I'm like, why can't I just get the song itself? And if you look at a lot of those uh, country guys, even like Chris Christopherson stuff was just. 
over-fucking-produced when it really needed to be almost a one-man, one-guitar. Like, who was ever doing the Neil Young stuff should have definitely uh, done that. Uh, Rich, you're on Run Fez. Hey, uh, I was thinking Glenn Fry. Um, he had uh, that song, The Heat Is On, and then he had another song about drugs, I can't remember, but they were really, like, you know, out of touch. Well, they're very, very 80s uh, compared, and... Even the other guy from the Eagles was doing the same thing, Henley, yeah. with that dirty laundry, and it was just sounded like, look, I'm not as old as you think I am. <laughs> I'm really ready. Uh, here is uh, Scott. Scott, you're on Fez. Hey, buddy. How about uh, Meatloaf, Paradise by the Dashboard Light? Uh, that was the, the last breath of that 70s stuff. Personally, I couldn't listen to it then or now. And this is one of the reasons why I don't like to go to weddings. Well, it's, his writer, I forget his name right now, admits that he loved Bruce. So I always thought Meatloaf was a bit of a Bruce ripoff with the horns and all that. If he ripped off anything, he ripped off Broadway. It yeah. is so fucking Broadway. Uh, so I'd be the, the worst person. Chad, Chad, you're on running Fez. Every time I hear the uh, Hysteria album from Def Leppard, I can feel the mullet <laughs> blowing around because the T-tops <laughs> out of the Camaro. <laughs> Uh, Def Leppard's really, their sales and all was very interesting. The way every single album had a slow build. You know what I mean? Like, they they never were like Led Zeppelin, but I think their sales might have been up there. They were extremely popular. They were gigantic, I mean, but every time they would be, like, surprising. They played really big between the coasts. Yeah. It, well, also, I remember like the 92 MTV Mu Music Awards, and it was Nirvana, Pearl Jam, Red Hot Chili Peppers, and Def Leppard was doing Let's Get Rocked. And it's like, so they had some popularity if they were surviving and selling and during grunge. Yeah, they were gigantic. I mean, you know, I worked an album, uh, Rock Then, and um, they were fucking gigantic. Um, here is. Um, Mike, Mike, you're on a fez. Hey, buddies. Yeah. Hey, I'd say, um, you know, for dated albums, with the exception of uh, one track on it, Slippery When Wet by Bon Jovi. Well, you know, it's, it's weird. I've never been a big Bon Jovi fan, but whenever I see him doing the unplugged stuff, the songs are better than I ever gave him credit for because they were so overproduced. Yeah, and annoying. I think that was all him too. I, I have to say, I think Richie Sambora would prefer to have him stripped down, but Bon Jovi likes to do that. Well, they're very this lucky is. that the songs were good enough that they're mm -hmm. kind of they can come back and do that kind of shit. You know, I mean, he was almost it was almost a boy band though. I, I don't have a lot of respect for them. No, I mean it was. You could easily throw them in with Poison and mm. all those fucking type of bands, Cinderella, but. The songs have definitely held up longer than the songs of those other bands that we're talking about. Yeah, you know? they're, and they're big bar songs. Um, but the, the point of this is some of these songs, you had to, you know, some of this music. Um, well, this is interesting. I just got this from Earl. And whenever we're talking about music, we always miss Earl. Earl claims that in the 80s, only Michael Jackson sold more records than Def Leppard. I'm it. telling you, for a band that isn't legendary, they were gigantic. They were enormous. Well, they were a worldwide act, too, because America loved them so much. But and I mean, they were European. I'm just even talking about yeah. in America. Yeah. You know, because there's a lot of bands that play big 
in the world that aren't all that big here. But they were a gigantic band. Uh, Dino, you're on Manifest. What's up, buddy? Yeah. Genesis, Invisible Touch. Uh, everything after Peter Gabriel left was embarrassing to me. And even though you can't take away the guy could write pop songs that he could sing, it still was embarrassing. <laughs> it still was embarrassing. Um, I always felt bad for him. There's always a sadness to Phil Collins for some reason. Oh, uh, lack of hair. <laughs> I think that like, when, could have been when you lose your hair at an early age, uh, you're never going to be completely happy. You just have the fucking thought of him in some gigantic fucking house, like from Godfather, just looking in the mirror. And I can't believe how bald I'm going. Well, he could never decide whether to lose that tiny patch right mm. in the front. I mean, there was nothing around it. That was a hair island right in the front there. Here's Matt, Massachusetts. Hey, yeah, the old U2 albums, like Boy and War, all the songs about, like, the IRA and the Cold War, like Sunday, Bloody Sunday, and all those, they're just really relevant at the time, but not really anymore. Good songs, but they just don't fit. Well, it's a really interesting thing, and this will happen a lot of times when you, uh, you know, take the song out of the headlines. You know what I mean? Then suddenly you're like, why do we care? <laughs> I don't know. Doesn't always hold up. Sunday Boy Sunday, though, was about an incident that occurred before, you Do you know. ever go back and listen to Boy? You know you no. don't. You don't listen to War. You start listening. Unforgettable it, Fire. Yeah. Tops. That would make you hardcore. <laughs> I do. I listen to Because normally people start Joshua Tree <laughs> and work their way up. Even though there's great songs on those things, they weren't fully together as like some fucking super group. Uh, Bill. Bill, you're on Fez. What do you got, buddy? Hey, uh, I gotta disagree with you. I think, uh, uh, disagree with all, excuse me. I think that you two definitely sold more albums than Def Leppard in the uh, 80s. I mean, the Joshua Tree was huge. The Unforgettable Fire was huge. Right on Home was huge. They're all 80s albums. I, 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 I don't have the figures in front of me, but I remember, I think Hysteria is one of the biggest selling albums of all time, though. Like 20 <laughs> fucking million or something ridiculous. And I don't have the figures, so. Uh, you're probably close. Um, David, you're on Run of Fez. Hey, Ron. Anything by Jimmy Buffett became dated as soon as he released it. And then maybe it was the overplaying or just the fucking parrot heads. I hate them. I will say this. Jimmy Buffett probably has five songs. He has done more with five songs than any human being in history. It's a smart deal when your fan base are a bunch of drunks because they'll fucking turn. They just want to hear the songs that they know. That's what drunk people like to do. His instead of calling them parrot heads, they should be called tourists <laughs> because they're everything that you hate to run into in the islands. When you go to the islands, you don't want to run into people going, "Hey, we're in the island." You know what I mean? You're down there to chill, to get high, to meet some people. You know what I mean? So you don't want to run into those folks. And you'll be in the islands. Everything will be cool until the cruise ship pulls up. And then suddenly there's thousands of fucking parrot heads ruining the paradise that they seem that they love so much. Um, here's uh, Ed in New Jersey. Ed, you're on Run of Fez. Hey, buddy. Yeah. Van Halen's 1984. Especially the uh, guitars. In Hot for Teacher and in Jump. Wow, because I was going to say Hot for Teacher is the one not dated track, but Jump is certainly dated. Um, 
Jump is an 80s iconic song. I mean, there's no getting around it. You can put that with Girls Just Want to Have Fun, for fuck's sake. What's kind of fun is every once in a while, because you're like, oh, Van Halen, they're a joke band. And then every once in a while, you'll go back and listen to some of those first couple's albums, some of the songs off there. You're like, this was fucking great. <laughs> this band should have been better. You know, they kind of fucked up. They probably could have been the American band if they would have just worked a little harder and partied a little less. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, the thing that David Lee Roth thought made them a great band is probably the things that made them a clown band. Yeah, he was a jokester. He was like a fun person to watch if you were like 10 or 12. But but what if they would have had somebody with that band that could have written some decent lyrics, uh, you know, they would have really been one of the greatest the bands. Hook. They, they would have been one of the three or four greatest bands. They probably would have been the greatest American rock band of all time if they had a, a legit front man. And I don't just blame it on him. I blame it on Eddie, too, because, you know, when he started playing the synthesizer, and there's just something about those guys where they're like, you know, when enough people tell you, hey, this is just a party, we're not taking it serious, after a while you start to say, okay, I agree. Um, he, here is uh, Elvin's in Jersey, your own manifest. Hey, hey, what's up, guys? I, I was thinking, actually, Pink Floyd, momentary lapse of reason, like learning to fly, it was just different. Like, well, it was 80s, and it was David Gilmore's thing. It was terrible. It was terrible then. <laughs> I don't say terrible. I don't throw it in. <laughs> I do not throw it in with the Floyds. With my Floyd album, it ends. Floyd is a band that broke up, in my opinion, and never went on. Well, I mean, you could say that, you know, when Sid Barrett, you know, he was a driving force. I don't and, have to. And they went on, I'm saying, without and Sid I like Barrett. That, I, I like the post-Sid Barrett band better, you know? It's almost like you could do the same thing with uh, uh, Fleetwood Mac. Yeah, they put fucking seven fucking albums out before they got Stevie Nicks. No one knows them. Right. Yeah. Same with Pink Floyd and Sid Barrett. That might have been really cool at, at some asset lab in their neighborhood, <laughs> but the rest of the world never uh, uh, gave a shit. Uh, Dave, Dave, you're on Run of Fez. Hey, guys. It's pretty much any song that was on the MTV playlist from back then. It's like you're just naming off... And uh, you can see all the videos from back then, and it was just the over... Oh, well, I think dog. Yankee Rose still holds up. <laughs> Took a while for the laugh. And then Fez had to even wait till Dave got laughing good before he jumped in. Do you get why that's funny, Fez? Yeah. Uh, here is... I don't think so. I bet if we did a test now, you wouldn't. Todd in Cleveland, you're on a Fez. One of the greatest rock operas in the 80s, Sticks is Mr. Roboto. Domo Arrogato, Mr. Bennington. Um, so now you're talking but, like one hit wonders. And, I mean, well, no, Sticks was around for a long time. Really? Because yeah. I don't yeah. know shit about them. They had uh, like seven fucking hits before they got there. Wow. Blue Collar Man, that fucking uh, lady. Da, 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 da. They're huge in the Midwest. Gigantic fucking band. Is that where they're from? Like where? Yeah, they're from Chicago. They're oh. Chicago band. Uh, people like Sticks, Ario Speedwagon. Kansas played gigantic fucking shows, and all those bands are still touring now. I Unlike could... a lot of you know bands that came after it. Oh, I hate Kansas. Dust in the Wind is like my least favorite song in the history of. Doesn't music. matter whether you hate it. We're talking about whether someone's <laughs> big or not. Talk about um, dated. That's dated, Kansas. <laughs> yes, but it, you wouldn't have liked it when it came out either. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? All like right. you just don't like them. <laughs> All right, let's move on. It's the Ron Fez Show. 
866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, Dr. Steve on this weekend. And uh, I would like to listen to this one because I heard his commercial talking about why do fucking doctors give lethal amounts of uh, drugs to celebrities. And we see this all the time. I remember when the, the Brett Favre thing came out uh, back in the 90s. Remember he had a drug problem for yep. a while? And the amount of footballs that he was fucking eating. Uh, you're like, where can he get 100 a day from? You know? Because these guys aren't driving up, you know, 135th Street and fucking uh, pulling some kid over the car. <sighs> They're getting them from their own doctor. Why do these doctors, why would any doctor look at Michael Jackson and let him do enough drugs that could kill him? Well, we'll have to find out with the Dr. Steve show. Yeah, Dr. Steve, that is on the Saturday Night Virus Midnight this coming weekend. Dr. Steve, uh, XM202, Series 197. So does that mean you guys are live? No, no. They're doing something else. What are they doing? I think they're just putting a replay or something. This is why I never listen to you or Sam, because you told me, anytime Dr. Steve is at midnight, we are going live. to be live. So when I use that, when I use any criteria you have given me, <laughs> except for this then, weekend, this weekend's an aberration. Then I don't want to put. Then I don't want to be handed that paper. I don't want to know that rule. Drives me live. nuts. I'd I'd love to do a live July Fourth broadcast. Is that when it is? July Fourth. Yeah, it's July Fourth, on Saturday. I can't believe we're there already. I can't believe this is Fourth of July. I wore a fucking jacket into work today. I left my house. It was chilly. Yeah. And into the second half of 09. Yeah, I guess that is true. We're, uh, we're more right. than halfway to Christmas. You'd think there'd be a bigger thing about, like, you know, end-of-the-decade wrap-ups. You'd think they'd be starting right now. I don't think anybody's this happy with this decade. Because, <laughs> I mean, it's it's inevitable. Some Normally, we like to take a look back yeah. and go, but you know what? I think that starts fall. Oh, yeah? I think uh, September, October... You are going to see stuff. And I mean, who would have ever believed that 9-11 would seem dated to us? You know what I mean? But the 9-11 thing, and this is the beauty of this country. We learn nothing from it. Not even slightly. No one ever even says, you know, since 9-11, I've learned one thing. <laughs> All we've managed to do is treat it the same way as our parents' divorce. Something we still don't want to face. We want no parts of it. Uh, who was the band of this decade? Who was the band? Uh, White Stripes. Hate to say it, but... That's critical, but they certainly didn't grab the public. Who's think? the band of this decade? I'm going to say uh, an NSYNC is the band of the decade. I'd say, 90s. I would say late 90s with yeah, NSYNCs. Not, yeah, they were no, already... JT, maybe. They were already mm. broke up by the time uh, we really got rolling in. They were broke up by, what, three? Yeah. Um, what... what could you say Black Eyed Peas? I would say that. I don't other... think big enough. All right, I'm going to give you a name that's going to hurt everybody here. Could it be Coldplay? Oh. Yeah, it could. See, the weird thing is you could make an argument. It's you too, but, you know, they didn't obviously start in this decade. But they've been pretty much the biggest rock band. Not that last album. That last album came and went without even a fucking murmur. Hmm. I'm, by murmur, I meant R.E.M. <laughs> um, I don't think there's specifically been a band, but like an artist, let's say, of the decade would be Jay-Z. I mean, he released the fucking uh, the blueprint on uh, 9-11 and went platinum. 
And he's been, every album he's put out after that's been ridiculously large. And he's, oh, he's he's stayed in the media <laughs> and he's stayed. You know, the last time that uh, we brought up Jay Z, people fucking wrote to us, "You're living in the past." But now he's got this new thing rolling out, and it's like everybody's laying down for him. Yeah, and he's he's releasing this one on nine eleven too. He wants to have his anniversary of his first album. Well, it's, it's like, such a lucky day. Yeah, there's another anniversary that we should be cel uh, not celebrating, but w witnessing. Uh, Jay-Z, you can't take away from that he has been gold an entire decade, which once again would make Hicks so much better of a producer than Dave. Well, Thank no, you. because if you're going to do, do the hip... Ron said band, but if you're going to do hip-hop, I'd say Kanye West is bigger than Jay-Z. Who's the movie star? Um... Tom Cruise? George Clooney. Yeah, I think Tom Cruise is the 90s or maybe 80s. Brad Pitt. <sighs> I say George Clooney. He won an Oscar in this decade. He, uh, the Oceans movies were huge, but he also did critical stuff. Isn't it funny? We don't have defining moments. This decade <laughs> doesn't have the easy Michael Jackson, mm. you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger. There's not a lot of iconic... Uh, people these days. Um, here's Brad. Brad, you're on Ron Fez. Hi, uh, Ron Fez. Um, what about Green Day as the uh, band? This is very weird. Green Day has been around so long that for like, what, almost 20 years now? Something like that? 93 is Dookie. At four different times, at five-year periods, that has been the big band for a different five-year-old in my fucking family there is a five i have a five-year-old nephew and his two-year-old uh, sister love green day yeah and i remember each kid when they're like five to eight they love green day they've got to be maybe the world's coolest children's band <laughs> well i think they're sort of like a modern version of the ramones it's like the green day never ages they never change uh dave you're on run a fez yeah, but he's, uh, what about Radiohead? There's a difference between being the best band and being the big band. And Radiohead, you could easily argue the best work they did over the decade. But does everybody know them? And their best stuff, I think, is 90s, because OK Computer was 97, The Benz was 95. Good point. Uh, Dallas. Hey, what's going on, Ron? Uh, earlier you said something about Coldplay being one of the best bands of the decade. They have released eight albums in the past ten years, and mm. they are all amazing. They all were great hits, and everybody knows Coldplay, dude. Eight albums? Uh, I think that more people in terms of uh, a wider net of people are going to know uh, Coldplay. Uh, James, James in Chicago, you're running Fez. Hey, guys. Uh, I think Johnny Depp, you could make a good argument. He was the star of this decade with all those pirate movies. And then uh, They were certainly big, out. but let's wait and see how this one does. If he can finally give Michael Mann a hit. <laughs> <laughs> he deserves it. <laughs> I know, but the I movies are never hits. Yeah. I know. I love him, too. I love Michael I don't Michael love Mann. all of his stuff. That Miami Vice, I couldn't even well, fucking sit I'd, through on at my house. Yeah, I, wasn't, I, I haven't even watched it. I'm not going to do it. Do me a it. favor. Watch it. But uh, you know so much. Heat's brilliant. Last Mohicans rocks, and I even like Collateral. Yeah, you like everything. Uh, James, James, you're on a Fez. Hey, Ryan. Hey, I think the biggest movie star that this decade has got to be Will Smith. Well, if he's not, he's probably in the top three. There's no doubt about it. Will Smith's name has to go up there in terms of being 
just a big fucking movie star. Just, uh, you know, whatever he does, people make a big deal out of it. Yeah. Uh, Jared, you're in my face. Yeah, this is kind of like the Radiohead, I suppose, but for actor Philip Seymour Hoffman, he hasn't done anything bad ever this decade. Um, again, you're right. I agree with you. I think he's been terrific, but doesn't make him a movie star. Uh, Sean, you're on Ron Fez. Yeah, Ron, you're talking about Green Day, and uh, my daughter will be listening to uh, When September Ends. I'll switch it over to 90s, and she'll be playing, and she'll be like, who's this? And I'm like, Green Day. Same band you listened to two seconds ago. <laughs> yeah, uh, get this, it jacked. The kids, no, it really is true, Fuzzy. Every kid gets their own Green Day fucking era, and I've seen it happen in my family, and it's fucking amazing to me. They were my first album, the Dookie album, was the first CD I ever bought. Isn't that and I and I'm going to guarantee you, so many people your age would probably say the same thing. And yet, yeah. if you took somebody who's 17, they probably have a fucking album. They're huge. And, well, they also have adapted well because... They, same. They never... I mean, yeah, they they have the same haircuts. The only thing they... You know, they wear eyeliner now to fit in with the good Charlottes and whatnot. I thought they always had on eyeliner. No, in the 90s, they actually wore, like, you know, a t-shirt and jeans. And now they're, they're wearing the... The suits and the they got the haircuts and all that. What about this? The fact that what's his name? Billy Joe. Billy Joe Armstrong. The fact that he has that big head and the big eyes. Does he look like a Teletubby to you? Is it almost like something that children are going to be uh, attracted to? Yeah, it could Matt, be an Elmo. Matt in New Hampshire. Hey, hey, Ronnie. Um, the actor should be Heath Ledger. He was, uh, you know, Batman, uh, Brokeback Mountain, all the other little crappy movies he was in. How's that? Um, no, I don't think big enough. Certainly that was the big uh, death. Uh, all right, and one other thing. Uh, tonight, 8 o'clock, LFTC. Tune in, okay? All right. Uh, 866 runs your Anybody know what he's talking about? Life in the compound. We, still, we know that for sure? Just going by him. I don't know. I don't know. Where's Fluffy? Coolest band ever. Um, here is uh, Trevor. Hey, Ronnie, how's it going? Um, what about Fifty Cent? Uh, Fitty was gigantic in this decade, and I know he was Hicks's favorite. Fantastic artist. Yeah. <laughs> Take it to the candy shop. <laughs> Then you lick my big bag keg. <laughs> uh, Sean, you're on my face. Hey, buddies. How about Will Ferrell for actor? Um, well, he certainly has to be the comedic actor of the decade. Frank, you're on my face. How about Christian Bale? The two Batman movies. You got, uh, I don't know if The Machinist was in 2000s, but uh, you got the Terminator movie. Um, yeah, now he's got this movie this week. He's in fucking everything. He's going to be uh, part of this new Johnny Depp movie. Doesn't do it for me. I'm going to tell you the truth. I wasn't even a fan of The Machinist. I There's like just him. something about him that seems fake to me. I liked him since American Psycho. Even that, it just seems like this. This is his dialogue to me. Fake, fake, false, false, <laughs> fake. Fake, fake, false, false, fake. Let's uh, take a break here. Uh, when we get back, we'll play the game show. Uh, and who doesn't like to play this one? Voice whores. You love celebrities, sometimes on the commercials. 
not their faces, just their voices. Right back, Ron Fez. If this factory goes under, the whole town goes under. And that's when the whores come in. Excuse me, what was that? Men laying their trick money down, $20 to pay the rent. Maybe instead I'll spend it on the whore. Ron and Fez show. Time to have some winners. Hicks um, was telling me he found more stuff in the prize closet. So, voice whores, Fez, you know the way this one works. Oh, yeah. This is the celebrities, the big stars, Ronnie, that will endorse the product, but just with their voice. They don't want to show their face in a commercial, but they don't mind picking up the big fat check to lend their voice to it. Which, to me, that makes sense. Which I don't understand is why the companies put up with it. Why would you want Jeff Goldblum's voice, which probably isn't even going to register with people? And I'm well, you can tell when we play this game, uh, sometimes some of these voices, it takes you uh, a lot before you can guess who it is. And uh, you're paying, I'm sure, a lot more money. Uh, we brought this up uh, when I was talking with Laszlo one day about the games. They haven't shown that a star can sell a video game or even professional actors. So Laszlo likes using uh, people like David who don't come in there going, oh, what's my back end on this deal? Mm-hmm. Because there's no kids are buying games because Christian Bale happens to be in it really doesn't matter to them who the voice actor is um and right now those games are selling more than hollywood movies all right time to play this game fuzzy if eating taco bell were an international sport i'd be a world champion avon guarantees it coming up next pepsi lovers who gotta have it it's voice Voice am i got that day Voice whores! That's it. Voice whores! Voice whores! Does he? Does Voice he? whores! Does he have it? Not yet. What's what's wrong with Fezzes? What am I doing wrong? Voice whores! Voice whores! Voice whores! Not yet. Oh, there's a graveliness to Fez. Yeah. Uh, let's hear Hicks. Voice whores! That was pretty close. Closer? Close. Voice whores! Voice whores! <laughs> what? The what is wrong with that? Little, I think I lost the lung on that the one. The voice was like a little Kvelchish, a little Jewish sound. Is he working it too hard? Should he come yeah. in smoother? Smoother. Smoother, Fez. Voice whores! No, he went down on the voice. He's in love with his voice. That's the problem. <laughs> Where I'm selling the yeah. term... Voice whores! That's right. That's He's how selling his voice. Voice whores! No, that was weak. That was weak up front. You blew out doing voice. Let me hear Hicks. Voice hole. Very good. Very um, close. <laughs> Eric, no let different. me hear. What game do you want to play? Voice whore. All right, Very Eric. Good. Here is the first one for voice whores. Voice whores. Come on, guys. If, if you're not going to do it right. I am doing it. Voice whores. Voice whores. Here we go. 
Let's walk out of the world as we know it and into the world we don't. A new trailhead awaits. Where it leads is pure Michigan. Uh, Eric, you got a guess there? Mm, can I hear it one more time? Yeah, you can hear it one more time. Let's walk out of the world as we know it and into the world we don't. A new trailhead awaits. Where it leads is pure Michigan. Mm. That's not Kiefer Sutherland, is it? It is not. You are correct. It's not Kiefer Sutherland. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh, Mike, you got an answer. Mike, go once, twice. Now, this is the third core, uh, person. That means Watley will have a chance to uh, help you. Reed, do you have an answer? Uh, is it the guy from American Beauty? The guy from American Beauty. But hold on, Watley can help you, Fez. I'm guessing it was Martin Sheen. Michigan would have been the giveaway for me on this one. The guy makes a big deal out of being from Detroit. David. Hey, uh, Ron and Fez, that's, that's Buzz Lightyear. That's why I thought it was easier to guess. Mm. Oh, voice whores! Voice whores! Voice whores! Voice whores! I think Fezzi's almost there. You disagree, Dave? He's, he's, he's off just a little bit. Yeah, he's still off. Voice I mean, whores! Now, that one you did pretty bad. You don't. Your voice and whores don't sound like the same person. You're, you're gravelly on voice mm-hmm. and then way too low. He loves the fact that he can hit a bass. <laughs> And you put yourself above the product. Voice whores! Voice whores! Voice whores! It's like two different people. Doesn't have it. He's like Simon and Garfunkel. Yeah, it's, it's Sounds right ho- to me. Dent over there. All right, I want everybody to listen to this uh, voice whore. Start your day with almost 25% of your daily recommended fruit and vegetable servings in one eight-ounce glass. It's a miracle in every way. Florida Orange Juice. Healthy, pure and simple. All right, this one uh, I think is pretty recognizable. We'll play it one more time. Start your day with almost 25% of your daily recommended fruit and vegetable servings in one 8-ounce glass. It's a miracle in every way. Florida Orange Juice. Healthy, pure and simple. It's time to play Voice Whores! Voice Whores! Voice Whores! Eddie, what do you want to play? Uh, I have no idea who that is. Oh, that's already one down. <laughs> Brian, what do you want to play? Voice Whores! What do you got? Keith Sutherland. Keith Sutherland. <laughs> he really is. Uh, let's go over here to Mike in Jacksonville. Um... Uh, Tom Selleck. Tom Selleck is correct. Voice whores. Voice whores. Come on. Voice whores. Voice whores. Hmm. Let's play one more. Look look up at this one. September 1957. Rode and track on the Volvo 444 with a car like this. Who needs a sports car? October 1992. History repeats itself. Uh, you got that one, Fez? Not yet. Let's play it one more time. 
September 1957. Road and track on the Volvo 444. With a car like this, who needs a sports car? October 1992. History repeats itself. Hmm. Uh, you're still a little... Uh, Fez will probably end up playing it again for you. Um, here is Nick in Philly. Hey, what's up, Ronnie? What game you want to play? Boys, horse. What's your answer to the question? Uh, was that Kevin Spacey? <sighs> Matt, what game you want to play? Boys, horse. What, uh, what do you got there? There's a shot in the dark. That's not Ed Asner. Ed Asner. <sighs> uh, Mike, uh, what game do you want to play? Mike. Boys, horse. Uh, and now, even if you get this wrong, don't uh, uh, hang up because Fez can help you. What do you got, Mike? Uh, Jeff Bridges. Jeff Bridges. But Fez Watley's here. I'm guessing John Malkovic. Play it one more time. September 1957. Road and track on the Volvo 444. For the car like this, who needs a sports car? October 1992. History repeats itself. That one, a uh, pretty recognizable voice. Just not pictured in this thing. Cody, what do you got? I want to play boys. And what's your answer? Donald Sutherland. Donald Sutherland. His son came up a lot, but this time it's the father. And that's how we play Boys Whores. Boys Whores. We'll probably uh, play that a little. Uh, we'll probably maybe do another quick round by the end of the show. Hey, let's take a listen to the Rorschach rant. Now, I thought we were stealing this one, Dave, but you tell me no. This is the way he plans on doing them now. Yes, he has anxiety over talking on the phone, so he's going to use the internet to uh, deliver his Rorschach rants. You know, um, wow. I got the best uh, piece of advice that I've been mulling over for about the past uh, two weeks that uh, Mr. Bennington on the Ron and Fez show said he said Rorschach as soon as you learn not to give a fuck what other people think then you're never going to be truly happy I've just that, that has stuck with me for some reason I've been mulling that over in my head over and over and over again and I, I think that may be one of the single best pieces of of advice I've ever gotten in my life from anybody. I've got to learn, I, and, and I have learned, I have started down the Mr. Bennington path of not giving a fuck what other people think. It doesn't matter. It just, it doesn't matter. Now, that, you know, I'm assuming that doesn't mean, you know, don't get in somebody else's face. But I'm not. I'm just not going to give a fuck what anybody else thinks anymore. It's liberating. It's 
it's it's it's like it's moved a weight off my shoulders. I just don't give a fuck what anybody else thinks. And it was like a seed that got planted in my head by Ron Bennington and it's finally starting to sprout. It's a great piece of advice that I hope anybody watching this takes to heart and carries with them. You just can't give a fuck about what anybody else thinks. You've just got to do what you've got to do. Everybody's got a job to do. Everybody's got to move and groove. It's just how it is. It's a great piece of advice. And thank you, Mr. Bennington. Thank you. Not even so much a rant, but a declaration. I, I will say this, Dave. Now I know how you felt when you were in a Rorschach rant. It's uh, right. It's amazing. It's like being quoted by Wordsworth. That was a good one, too. I like that one. I like that rant. I love the Rorschach. What a great guy. He's the best. He is the best. Best! Best. We ought to just sit and drink to Rorschach tomorrow. <laughs> you know, normally we would do the last day before vacation drinking show. We got uh, 40s in the downstairs. <laughs> you! Not we! Don't put Ron and Fez or even myself in that. Hicks. We. And I will look at you. Mr. 40. <laughs> to have a drinking show, we have two problems. Dave McDonald and Fez Watley. <laughs> yeah. Fez has ended up, you know, with that, is Fez going to die? He has alcohol poisoning. I can't be annoyed like that. And Dave, I worry about him um, running down the street acting like, uh, you know, an right. idiot. There's so too many, probably too many people that I, to a cost up here. Mm. Uh, leader, leader, you're on the Run and Fed show. Yeah, Ron, I love the Rorschach rants as much as the next guy. But come on, this is a live show. We have to take live calls. You perform live. Fez performs live. Enough with this tape bullshit. Rorschach, get on the phone. Do a real rant, you pussy. All right, hold on, leader. Let's do this, though. What is the most famous comedic live show ever? The most famous Saturday Night Live. Show. Now... Yeah. Uh, they do the tape bits, which are now probably bigger than anything else in the show. Mm. And I don't watch it. It's bullshit. Well, then you may, you're missing it because Dick in a Box uh, went viral, <laughs> and everybody loved that Lazy Sundays. Yeah. Lazy Sundays. <laughs> and Fuck Your Mom or whatever. Uh, I know. The follow-up. I don't know that one. You guys are better than that. You need live rants. We're you need live Rorschach. Leader, you're wrong. We're worse than that. We're barely good enough for this. Uh, okay. Uh, all right, peace. Here's Mike in Texas. Texas. Hey, I think I think you should give the drinking show a try for a little bit and see if everybody can keep it uh, contained. My if, problem uh, is this: just shut it down. Uh, Watley gets wacky after the show ends, so I can't go on my vacation comfortably because <laughs> he ends up dry heaving in a fucking bucket. <laughs> Right. I would be on the furniture here till 3 a.m. Why, though? Why can't you drink? I don't know, because it's it hits me so much harder. Why do you still drink, then? Well, I still like it.
But I mean, that would sound like you got a liver problem. Yeah, well, I mean, it's like, and it creeps up on me, too. Where It I doesn't th- creep up on you. You're drunk by one beer, which is normally a liver problem. It's a problem. It is an issue. Dave is a Jim Morrison type of drinker where he's drinking, drinking, drinking. Everything's okay. And then out of nowhere, madman. Uh, a screaming, sweaty, <laughs> naughty mad. Yeah, and your ass is out. And then later it's like, why, why didn't the interns walk me to the bath? You know what I mean? Everybody else gets blamed. And that's the problem with both of you guys. Yeah. You expect others to maintain your shit for you. Yeah. We just can't do it. I'd love to do it. I'd love to have a drinking show. Yeah, it's it's different. It's different. Well, one of my problems is I have trouble just getting up the stairs here anyway, sober or not. Well, why don't you do what we do? Take the elevators. It's fucking 36 <laughs> floors. Take the elevator. No, I mean, with when I'm on 36, if I have to go to 37 to go to some offices up there, I hate using the stairs that are inside the Sirius XM office. The ones in the lobby, or is there other ones I don't know about? No, the ones in the lobby. That's the. I think that's the only stairs that we have. There's no kind of fire stairs? Um, those, an alarm is going to go off. That's what the sign says if you try to use those. But these, the, the stairs they have in the main lobby to get up to 37, the steps on the stairs, they're not solid. Like if there was like a block... Yes, they're solid. No. They are. You step down. You're not stepping on air. You're stepping on a stair. But they're just planks. It's not a full step. It's just a plank is is what they have for each step. And so when you go up it, you can see the floor below. You can see that. You can see through the stairs as you're going up them down to 36. And the other day, I mean, I have to hold on with both hands because it feels like I'm climbing up a ladder, not a staircase. Because I can see through to the bottom. Oh, so you're saying it doesn't have, like, uh, a step back. Like, there's no... Right. It doesn't have the backs. Like, the steps, yeah, they don't have the inside piece that's they don't left have open. The, they don't have the, 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 the vertical. Well, right, they have the horizontal, not the vertical piece. But if you were uh, walking, you wouldn't, you wouldn't be hitting the back of a stair. No, but it's being able to sense the back of the stair isn't there, the vertical piece. I can see through, down to the floor, all the way down to the 36th floor lobby. And it's just too high up. It gives me my vertigo, my fear of heights. So I, what I do is I hold on to both rails and get up there as fast as I can. I try to avoid it, but a lot of times I can't. I try to avoid it. And the other day, I'm going up there, I'm holding both rails... Because it makes me nervous, it makes me dizzy, and someone's coming down the stairs the other way. So I, of course, had to yield to the right and just hold on to one <laughs> railing, and I thought for sure I was going to slip right through and crash into the lobby below. Yeah, I, I, I almost can't even... Un- so you have a phobia of, of heights. Yes. Because, I mean, people go up and down those steps any, every day. I'm sure they're, they're safe. Yeah, they're, they're definitely safe. They're just stairs. They're regular stairs. And Does it feel weird because it's opened up and you can see that you're 36 floors out? Because you're, when you're walking up there, you can tell now that you're looking out the 37th window all the way down to the 36th. Right, so right, yeah. So that's going to give you a feeling of height. Yeah. 
I'm not trying. And to then see. there's the big windows in the lobby to begin with. So you're standing on. I'm standing on something that I don't feel is completely. Where I don't feel secure on it, and looking into the outside of you know Manhattan. Right. Um, but why don't you just take the elevator then, one floor? That looks so lazy. Well, it's only a one floor thing, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, there's only one floor above us. Yeah. So yeah, so you're not going to run. No one's going to know. Well, it's at the. And plus, I see other people doing it. You do? Yeah. Because the elevator bank is right there by that staircase. And it almost feels like, why are you taking that elevator, you know, when the stairs are right there? Well, you could tell him because I get vertigo. It looks lazy. I mean, you don't have any problem saying that you have vertigo here. Mm-mm. Why do you have a problem saying you have vertigo <laughs> over there? You know what I mean? Like, there's nothing to be embarrassed about. Uh, Justin in Iowa, what do you got? Uh, didn't Jesus invent the stairback? He invented the nickelback. Oh. Neither. What did he invent again? Neither. Oh, the three-week pregnancy. That and the chair back, yeah. Um, not to be rude, but I don't think Fez... It's coming off a little rude, the way you're saying I, I haven't said anything yet. We said fag. I didn't say that. Well, who did? Why would you... Oh, you did. Well, you did, too. You're the one who showed us that it was okay. Perhaps you remember this. The faggot of the opera! You hate that? Yeah, that was a long time ago. But I'm a I, different person, Ron. But can I tell you, when I listen to this? The faggot of the opera. Every time you look away, like you're mad for that. But can, you, <laughs> can I tell you what I find funny? What's that? Faggot. <laughs> like when you me. said that. Well, you said it. Remember? You said well, I nice should. big faggot of the opera hat for outerwear. <laughs> Did you just say that now? No, that was uh, pre-recording. What are you taking my picture for? I like the... Say the one with it. The faggot of the opera. You know what's funny, though? What? When you said faggot. Why can't I get on your Twitter? I want to just do it like it was real. Because that oh, yeah. was actually like a good line by me. And it just runs time, out 15 seconds. Well, What's your fucking hurry? Let no, me no, fucking it, do my shit. Okay, can you do it? No, I'm not going to do it anymore. <laughs> You're going to have a great Twitter. You know what? When I upgrade? I will never be on your Twitter. Period. Uh, there's only one I would be on, live from the compound, which you guys don't even know about because, you know. Justin in California. Hey, buddy. I just wanted to know, what uh, what mode of transportation is Fezzy not scared of? We've got subways, trams, planes, now stairs. I know you're afraid of horses. Yeah, I can't stand a horse. I've never seen you on a bike. No. <laughs> and you never will, Ron. Roller skating is not something. Um, <laughs> I can see Fed's like on an adult big wheel, though. All right. Here's the deal. We get build a ramp down those steps, and Fezzy takes the big wheel <laughs> straight down. Oh, my gosh. Heading towards the window in the 36th floor. Best twidio ever. You want a twidio with that son of a bitch? No, I don't want to do it. It's too <laughs> steep. I'm going to go right out the window down 36 flights. You want to wear a cape doing it, and I even got the theme. You know what's funny about that? What? Faggot. Not. <laughs> you said it, though. Why would you say it if it wasn't funny? I said it a long time ago. Yeah, and we laughed and <laughs> laughed. Why did it stop being funny? You changed, man. Yes, I have. You changed. But my point was... You not had a point? To, yeah, not to be rude, but I don't you think... You came off a little rude. 
When you said fag. I don't think Fez could fit in the space. And what? again, space? that's not trying to The elevator? No, in the space that... The, the, no, no human being is going to fit through that. Yeah, I don't There's think no you... problem of people falling with their leg through there. You can't <laughs> right. because of gravity. No. You don't fall sideways. <laughs> <laughs> Everything that he's afraid of can't happen even if he wants it to. That was... Yeah. Yes, I understand I'm not going to fall through those empty spaces. It just feels that way. And when I get dizzy sleeping. like that... Sleeping. You could put maybe like cardboard, cardboard and fill those holes up. Every time I have to go up the <laughs> stairs, they're not going to let me do that here. They designed the lobby to look a certain way. Who does? Who's they? You bring up they as being the problem all the time. I'm sure management, whoever put this building together. God? <laughs> God would not create such a scary uh, staircase. I think you're fine, Fez. The problem is getting dizzy looking down like that. And then what if I, t you know, and I have to hold on tight both railings. What if I go tumbling down the steps? Break my neck out there. I'll own this company. Good luck to that debt. <laughs> Try away digging your way out of that. Um, according to this, um, they uh, somebody wrote to me that the FDA is voting to ban Percocet and Vicodins uh, because so many people are abusing them. Now, this happens every once in a while. But the point is, what about people who actually need these medications? Right. They got rid of quaaludes because the kids used to like them. Oxys uh, are on it. Uh, and you go back and forth. But at no time um, will people who want to get high not find a way to uh, enjoy the drugs that they do. Uh, you know what it's time for, Fezzi? What's that? afternoon nap i want to start a new thing where we just take a nap during the show fluff up your pillow the way you need to and just go relax sleepy little babe. just relax a little mm. bit go to sleep you little babe. and forget you have any problems at all so nice soothing Go to sleep, you little babe. Go to sleep, you little babe. You know, this worked in kindergarten, Fez. Why won't it work now? Shh, Dave's out like a light. He's on his mat. Boys whores. You're sweet little babe. You're sweet little babe. Boys whores. Here's uh, try to set up a bet. Jesse, you're on Rana Fez. Hey, how's it going there, boys? Any business? Hey, <laughs> um, actually, what I what I read about that report was they're not trying to reduce uh, access to the actual painkiller, but um, the access to the acetaminophen because they're, they're saying people are taking far too much of it, whether they need it or not, and the painkiller they're getting it. Um, yeah, but. Again, why are we punishing the people who need it rather than the people who are abusing it? Again, even then, why punish anybody? But don't Take it, die, it's up to you. 
But then they just come out with new pain relievers anyway. We have to because somebody's going to be hurt. Some people get burnt or get their leg tore off. And they need a pain reliever. Regardless of what any mullet-headed kids do. All right, we're going to break here. Uh, coming up a little later, your chance to win. We're going to uh, finish up and play a little voice horse. Don't miss it. Your chance to win. It's the Ron Fez Show. Hey, what happened? As you know, back in 1970, I started on a series called What Happened? And every time something would go wrong, I would look at the camera and say, Hey, what happened? And I believe I was the first one to use the phrase, I don't think so. It is the Ron Fez Show, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, Fez has got an update here. That thing that's missing in the stairway that scares you uh-huh. is called a riser, according to somebody who builds stairs. You can't walk unless you have a riser. I need the riser on the staircase, or else the staircase becomes see-through, and I see the lobby below, you know, a, a floor down, where it looks like I'm going to fall. And, Fez, you also said God would never invent anything as scary as this um, staircase. Yes. Jen would like you to know God invented death. So, before you move on, Jen, by the way, I think is getting a death OCD. Death comes up uh, quite a bit. All right, 866 Ron Zero Fez. Uh, Fez, look who just uh, called us here out of the wild. It's funny man, stand up comedian Rick Shapiro. Hey, Rick, how you doing, buddy? Hey, man. Which one is this? Uh, it's Ron and Fez. We're both on, you're on yeah. the air with us. I know which show I called. I'm not good at distinguishing voices. Well, we're both yeah. here. It's Ron and Fez. You can talk to both of us. Oh, I see. Oh, I understand now. I was a little confused. Right. Hey, um, I'm a fan. I'm a fan, and uh, I figured out the staircase thing. What? How's that? The elevators are where you you feel more powerful than the elevator, and you want to punch the people standing in the elevator because it's going too slow, and their floors are in the way. So you have this sense of power. <laughs> Staircases. Or where you go to and you to feel sorry for, for yourself. Like I can't believe I'm taking the stairs. Oh, I can't believe there's an, another flight. If, if I was rich, I wouldn't have to take the stairs. They meet me on the ground floor, and we and it'd be done. Everything'd be done. So that's me before a cup of coffee. So you see what he's saying here, Fez? Yeah, I feel bad about myself for using the stairs. Yeah, you actually do. You go like, oh, I better do it the right the, the way the people with a Fierce bullshit work ethic. Tell me I ought to do it. You know, it's only eight flights. I can't believe people can't walk two two flights. I can't believe people can't walk eight flights. Uh, I take the stairs and I have sex with a woman I can't stand. My wife. See the structure in their heads. I see. So they're all. So is that working for you, Fez? No, I just felt like it was. I feel like taking the elevator is the lazy way. That I should take those <laughs> stairs. Yeah, I, I like when you said it looks lazy. It looks that way, but there's a victim mentality to some pe- people where they where they hunch over the minute they touch the railing, and they're saying life is supposed to be a struggle. I mean, it is in area all areas, but why why the stairs? Why wouldn't you take the elevator if you? It's almost like saying, "Well, I'll look lazy in a waiting room if I don't stand up the whole time." You have an invention to help you. Take it. 
If it wasn't so close to the stairs where everyone could see me taking the elevator as opposed to the steps, I would probably do it. But it's right there in plain sight. Well, you got, you got an appetite for specifics, for details. That's true. That's right. right. Rick, it's uh, right you... next to the elevator, so it's a, it's a contest of am I going to be me or am I going to worry about what people think? Mm. Rick, I appreciate you trying to help him, buddy. Okay. All right, take care. Thank you, Rick. Uh, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, Tim, Tim, you're on the Run and Fez show. Hey, Ronnie, how you doing? Uh, yeah, I actually have my four-year-old black lab has the same fear Fezzy's got. He can't go up any stairs that don't have risers to him, so we got to carry the dog around everywhere we go. You want us to carry you up there, Fez? That wouldn't be a bad idea. So you get the right crew on him, get some of those interns on it, they take care of it. I I definitely want to do something with Fez where he has to slide down the banister or something there. Oh God! Because you got to be able to beat your fear, right? But the uh, the banister, if you're sliding down, it heads right towards the big window, which leads outside thirty six floors down. Have you ever felt those windows? You could run at them as hard as you want it and dive. You're still not going out that window. Oh, I would never try that. I don't think you could open these windows up. With a fucking chair. That's the problem. That's why I feel like a little like, oh, what if it starts? What if this whole place filled with smoke right now? Yeah. And the building started to crack. We can't get the fuck out. I don't like to hear that we can't get out. I'm telling you what I worry about. Everybody worries about their own thing. I would be able to head down those stairs, the emergency stairs, because they're built right. I smell smoke. Do you really? Mm hmm. Crawl on your belly. Like a reptile. Stop, drop, and roll. You'll hug sucker proxy against any of these fucking windows, though. You're not going to break down. Rick Shapiro was right, Fez. You got a victim's mentality. Um, uh, For using the stairs? Well, no, overall. When I see, when I saw you yesterday, and I see you most days, where you try to go out and take that, that walk, uh-huh. you don't, you would think, I'm going to walk before the show, you would have a confident walk. But you hunch over, and you get this look on your face, like you're being led to a fucking uh, burning bed. You act like Farrah Fawcett is making you lay down in a burning bed. Uh, it's got to uh, uh, stop. Kevin in Wisconsin. Herman Fez. Yeah, I wanted to make a comment to Fezzy. He wants to go to heaven so bad. How is he going to climb that glass staircase because he can sit right through it? Here's the way you walk, Fezzy, and you don't do this all the time, uh-huh. but before the show and other people who have been here with me out for the smoke, they always say to me, why does he scrunch up? You scrunch. I had no idea I was scrunching. That's why you don't feel better when you come in. And that's why I would wish that you would fire your fucking therapist. Fire her. She steals. Now, you're going home this uh, weekend, right? Yes, I am. What is the big plan to talk to everybody? That is the plan. That is the plan. Can I tell you what Alexis Stewart said yesterday? What's that? Fuck them. They're stupid and you're a pussy. That That's- was my favorite thing. <laughs> she is, by the way, I am more daughter to Martha Stewart than Alexis Stewart is. Not only is that what she said, that's exactly how she said it. Yeah. So, yeah, that is the plan this next week. We'll see what happens. Uh, Matt, 
Matt, you're on running Fez. Hiya, buddy. Hey, Fez. How you doing? Good. Hey, uh, listen, uh, Spike TV had a thing on this weekend, A Thousand Ways to Die. Those windows will shatter. They showed some uh, reenactment of a lawyer. He was uh, always trying to impress uh, new interns at the law firm. He'd run and slam his body against the window, went right out and dropped 80, 84 to the ground. Oh, my Yeah, you gosh. don't do it every fucking time. You do it once and you get away with it. You just don't do it over and over. Did they say Spy TV? I, I didn't know if he said Spy or Spike. Oh, maybe it was Spike. Because I remember Spy Magazine. It used to be very, very funny, and then it went away. I miss it. Oh, Lord, how I miss it. Uh, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Now, North Korea, this was supposed to be the time when they, uh, the window where they were going to launch a missile towards Hawaii. You know what I would say to North Korea? What's that? North Korea, South Korea, Marilyn Monroe. That's what the <laughs> fuck I'd say. So, uh, the launch supposedly happening anytime between now and the 4th of July, maybe on the 4th. New developments... The North uh, Korean vessel, the ship that was out in the Pacific, seems to have changed course and looks like it might be headed back to North Korea. Maybe they're not going ahead with this plan. Of course, U.S. vessels have been tracking it. Yeah, I don't think anyone believed they were. Or else it wouldn't still be sailing. It would be sunk. And nobody knew what they, what the cargo they had on board. Right. So I don't know which is... Which is the bigger threat there? Is it North Korea or Iran? Which is the one we have to worry about the least? As they're both, you know, threatening and going volatile. What do you mean, which is the least? Well, like, it's like, who's more dangerous? Is it North Carolina? Is it Iran? North Carolina? <laughs> I'm an idiot. <laughs> North Korea. Although North Carolina still worries me. I'm afraid of those Tar Heels. How do they get tar on them? So North Andy Co Griffith lived in North Carolina. <laughs> Mayberry's there. He didn't have a gun. If, May if North Carolina attacks Hawaii, I'm on North Carolina's side. <laughs> Mr. Doug will get him with Stairmasters or whatever. He what? Does, he doesn't have a Stairmaster. Handy lift. I forgot. Uh, uh, can you and Dave meet before the show and unprep? <laughs> Both of you? All right. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866 Ron Zero Fez. It is the uh, Ron and Fez show. Uh, and coming up a little later on in the uh, show, um, we will be able to play Voice Horse one more time. Uh, what is your, your father-in-law's uh, business called? Handy Lift. Handy Lift. Now, with a Handy Lift, it's a chair that goes up steps. Yeah, it's a chair. Yeah, it's a robotic chair that uh, goes up the stairs via the um, staircase, uh, you know, fence or whatever. And this works if you have a handicapped person, an elderly person, mm -hmm. or a super fat person in your family. <laughs> Would your dad give us a deal on one of those, and we could put it from the sixty-sixth to the thirty to the thirty-seventh floor yeah, there, uh, and then we can blindfold Fez like a horse. And you put him on there, and he doesn't even know he's being transported. Just let me know when it's over. He'd be like the old lady from Gremlins. He is the old lady from Just Gremlins. Put it, he's going up real slowly until she <laughs> shoots up the ceiling. Oh, was that a hell of a movie. Oh, those that's why they call them Gremlins. They really screw with the machinery. By the way, Phoebe Cates in that. Yeah. Camel toe shot. 
In that one? <laughs> no. Oh. Fast times. The only person who went, looked for me, Fred from Brooklyn. The rest of you, Dave, Pepper, Fez, you spit in my face. There wasn't, I looked on uh, Google Images, I couldn't find somewhere that's a fan of Camel Toe. Very blurry. I'm going to get a screen cap from the DVD, make sure it's nice. Um. Okay. Well, I got this accurate, this Camel Toe. Very excited. Yeah, you do have to get it down. You got it to work uh, properly. All right, we're ready to play Voice Whores. Voice Whores. Voice Whores. Voice Whores. Are you doing that on purpose? No, I am trying to do it the best I can. You don't think that you sound gravelly? No, maybe when, uh, at the very end of Whores. No, Voice is where you're more gravelly. Whores, you're smoother. Voice Whores. Now you're gravelly on both. That's not it. Yeah, how's it go? Voice whores. Let's listen to it done this way. The faggot of the opera. That's not it. It is funny though. Won't you be Voice whores. Voice whores, Fez. Voice whores. Right, Ron. If eating Taco Bell were an international sport, I'd be a world champion. Avon guarantees it. Coming up next, Pepsi Lovins who gotta have it. It's Voice Horse! If eating Taco Bell were an international sport, I'd be a world champion. Avon guarantees it. Coming up next, Pepsi Lovins who gotta have it. It's Voice Horse! 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. It is the Ron and Fez show. Dave, what game do you want to play? Voice whores. Oh, that's good. Really good. Yeah, really good. Voice whores. Mm-mm. Come on. The new Ford Fusion is the most fuel-efficient mid-size sedan in America. And that's something no one else can say. We speak the 2010 Ford Fusion. Get in and drive one. Hmm. Let's play it one more time. The new Ford Fusion is the most fuel-efficient mid-size sedan in America. And that's something no one else can say. We speak the 2010 Ford Fusion. Get in and drive one. Um, Dave, you got an answer? Uh, I got nothing. Robert Redford. Chris, you got an answer? <laughs> Ryan, you're going to get your chance to answer, but it'll also be at Fez Watley's help. Ryan, what game do you want to play? Boy Tours. Do you have an answer for us? Now, can I hear it one more time? Oh, uh, you can hear it one more time. The new Ford Fusion is the most fuel-efficient mid-size sedan in America. And that's something no one else can say. We speak the 2010 Ford Fusion. Get in and drive one. I don't have it. All right, Fezzy can save you here. Fezzy, what do you have? My guess is Luke Wilson. Ah! Wrong. Wrong. Uh, Todd, what game do you want to play? Boys whores. Boys whores. Boys whores. Fezzy didn't get this one, even though he claims this was his favorite movie. Do you have an answer for us, Todd? 
Yeah, Aaron Eckhart. Aaron Eckhart. Two-Face. Oh. Two-Face. Did not get that. How could you miss this one? All right, let's play another uh, round. If eating Taco Bell were an international sport, I'd be a world champion. Avon guarantees it. Coming up next, Pepsi lovers who've got to have it. It's Voice When you buy Pedigree, we make a donation to help shelter dogs find loving homes. The Pedigree Adoption Drive. Help us help dogs. One more time. When you buy Pedigree, we make a donation to help shelter dogs find loving homes. The Pedigree Adoption Drive. Help us help dogs. Don't know it, Amphaz. No, I'm still thinking here. Big, big star. Here's uh, Matt. Matt, what do you got? Uh, I'm going to play a little voice horn. And what's your answer? Well, I'm on myself, so I couldn't hear it great. I'm going to say Tom Cruise. Um, here is Ted in South Dakota. Ted. I want to play voice horn. What do you got for me? I know this, and I know exactly who it is. It's she. Thanks for the callbacks for the show. Uh, Dave, Dave and PA, you'll be playing as Fez Watley's partner, so you'll be working together. Uh, Dave, what is your answer? David Duchovny. David Duchovny. Fez, what is your answer? My answer is Nicolas Cage. One of you is... One of you is... Wrong, Fez. Which one of you think is right? I think I'm right. Oh. David <laughs> P.A. is right. That's uh, David. Yay! David Duchovny, why won't you love me? Big, big hit. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Let's just play one more round, shall we? Shall we, ladies? Yeah. What game you want to play? Voice Horse. What game you want to play? Voice Horse. Fez, what game you want to play? Voice Horse. Oh. Is that Chewbacca? He's doing a chewing impression. It's not Chewbacca. Kind of sounded, not a Wookiee. Kind of sounded he was just Chewbacca. gargling. If eating Taco Bell were an international sport, I'd be a world champion. Avon guarantees it. Coming up next, Pepsi lovers who've got to have it. It's Voice Horse. All right, here we go. Uh, the last round here today for... Voice whores! Voice whores! Presenting the Panasonic DVD recorder. The incomparable picture, sound, and ease of DVD. Now yours with total control recording to watch whatever, whenever you want. Uh, let's head in here to Logan in Austin. Oh, yo, brother, you got on. I only caught the very last part of it. I will play it one more time for you. Presenting the Panasonic DVD recorder. The incomparable picture, sound, and ease of DVD. Now yours with total control recording to watch whatever, whenever you want. Got an answer for me? Yeah, what the fuck, man? Chris Christopherson. Sam and Mash, you got an answer? Yeah, I don't know that one. All right, Fuzzy, you're already on deck. Okay. Uh, Shane in Boston, what game do you want to play? Voice Wars. Um, Shane, what is your answer? Chris and Slater. 
Fez, what is your answer? Richard Dreyfus. One of you is... One of you is... Okay. Fez, which one of you is, is correct? I am correct with my guess of Richard Dreyfus. <laughs> it was Christian Slater. <laughs> Look how Fez tries uh. to put it away like it's matchstick. <laughs> he has a place that he acts like he's sliding it down the slot. Congratulations. You know what? Let's just play one more. Can we play one more? Yeah. Because I think this one would be fun. Let's go to number six for Voice Whores. Voice Whores. If eating Taco Bell were an international sport, I'd be a world champion. Avon guarantees it. Coming up next, Pepsi lovers who've got to have it. It's Voice Whores. Voice Whores. Is there something wrong with that? Because it sounded terrible at the end. Which what? That was me. That was Fez. Yeah, that was him. All right. Let's take this, number six. Making it all better. Priceless. MasterCard Pay Pass is easy and safe. Just tap and go. Try to play it one more time, because Vezzy, you look stunned. I'm a little stumped here. Making it all better. Priceless. MasterCard Pay Pass is easy and safe. Just tap and go. This one's tough, because I don't think he so much sounds like himself there. This is very tough, I think. Uh, Peter in Chicago. Voice horse. Yes. Uh, is that Billy Crudup? Fez, what do you have? I have Greg Kinnear. Guess what? <laughs> Billy Crudup. Way oh, to go, oh, Peter. Oh. That was stunning, because that was the toughest one yet. Thank Amazing you. player. Yeah, the best voice or player ever. <laughs> That's if, it. If we're going to do VW Hall of Fame, well, what if we start and give out VWs every time we have a winner? <laughs> that would be great. Instead, well, if, they're in the, in the, if they are in the prize, uh, prize closet, you'll win one. Yeah. I'll tell you that much. Uh, what is happening with sports now, Davey Mack? It seems like we're in a low sports uh, it's, time. It's all about baseball. Um, Ozzie Guillen. Mid-season mid baseball stuff. Yeah, but it's starting to heat up a little bit. Once you get in July, you can start paying attention a little bit. Okay. And uh, Ozzie Guillen, he called the uh, Cubs fans stupid the other day and said Wrigley Field is a just a bar. Mm. That's, that, of course, has been a... A long time complaint about Wrigley Field. And there might have been some time I would have given it some credit. Uh, the first time I was ever at Wrigley, I thought it was a joke in a bar. Um, but I was there, I guess, two summers ago. Mm -hmm. Had a fucking blast. Um, and felt like there was some real baseball fans there. Yeah, I mean, and the fact that people like to drink at Wrigley Field, I'm not so sure that, you know, they're not drinking at White Sox games. Yeah, but here, here's what he's talking about. There is a yuppie element to Cubs games. Girls show up. Mm -hmm. uh, young men who didn't play baseball or wouldn't like baseball, they show up sometimes like it's the place to be. I can understand that, but so you that's the problem. But at the same time, you know, I'm sure that plenty of not, you know, I mean, I think every stadium has that element 
of it, and maybe the Cubs have a little bit more. But you don't you don't call the you don't have to call their fans stupid. And what I mean, ultimately, you're all residents of Chicago. What makes what? a White Sox fan that much smarter than a Cub fan? Or well, who's smarter, Yankee fans or Mets fans? Well, as a Yankee fan, I like to believe that it's us. But I think I see a, the bigger picture is that New York fans are pretty smart. Baseball. Uh, so you don't fans. you don't think Yankee fans are worse? I think Yankee fans are more realistic, honestly. I think Mets fans are, you know, kind of... They, they don't see the game for the way they should see it. They have no chance of making the playoffs. Uh, Darren in Chicago, what do you got, buddy? Yeah, it's Darren. I live on the west side of Chicago. I've been to Wrigley Field, and I've been to U.S. Cellular Field. And you both drink at them both. You just have a good old time, watch the game, and party. So you can't call either one of them a There's drinking everywhere. Yeah, there is definitely drinking everywhere. But don't you think Wrigley, uh, I will give Ozzy this, Wrigley is a more social situation? Oh, big time. Especially if you're in the bleachers over there by center field. It's, it's a it's a big time social event. And you just sit around and you just have a good time with everybody. And then you got, this, you got the, uh, where they, they now charge an arm and a leg. They sit on top of the buildings across from the field. You can still see the game. And that's a big social event also. Yeah, I agree 100%. So his I'm point is these are not real baseball fans. And I'm going to say that to a degree, I'm going to agree with him. But I can't take away from the fact that that Cubs fans are, by and large, baseball fans. And it's a great baseball experience. Uh, Chris in Rochester, you're on Fez. You know the Cubs aren't going to accomplish anything, so you got to drink. Get drunk and hope that uh, that's the best that you have. See, that's not a real fan to me, Dave. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, and the Red Sox won the series. Even the White Sox won the. You know, it'll happen for the Cubs eventually. You got. You, you got. There's no reason to believe you. There is no <laughs> historical truth to what you are saying. It doesn't the, mean that you can't be. The historical truth is it just happened to two franchises who hadn't won in eighty years, themselves. and one of them was not the Cubs. It's going to happen. I Not mean, in your do, lifetime. Do it won't happen really? in your lifetime. I plan to live into 80. You're saying next 79 years? I Wait. think it's just about... <laughs> You're maybe one. one years old. Whatever, 50. I can't do the math, but you know what you I'm saying. You don't have to. You're too stupid. Right. Put on a Cubs shirt and get drunk. <laughs> when is the last time you got really drunk, by the way? You haven't been drinking lately. <sighs> what, a month, a couple months Would ago? Would you like to do a drinking show tomorrow? <laughs> You know, I'll always do it. I, I, but I don't want to get in trouble. But I'll, I'll always do it. Yeah, I do. I'll do it for you, Ron. What if we uh, led you out of here at exactly three o'clock, <laughs> took you out of the building, and uh, took your fucking badge away, so you can't get back in? Yeah, I'd be cool with that. That's sad. <laughs> That's the saddest thing I've ever heard. Just throw you out of the building, uh, like Elliot Loudermilk and Scrooge. Um, here is Bob in Chicago. Hello. Yeah. Hey, what's going on, guys? Hey, yeah, uh, Wrigley Field, your party, Sox fans, real fans. Every fan thinks that they're a real fan, though. Yeah, I, mean, I know. Yankee fans think they're a real fan because we won championships. Mets fans think they're a real fan because they've suffered. You know, they didn't and they're know not cheering for the Yankees. Yeah. Um... There are some places you go where people are a little more knowledgeable, but you can't say that any city is 100%. You can't say that, you know, that you're not going to fucking go to a Yankee game and not have guys just yelling shit out 
and trying to get on the fucking big screen. You know, it it can happen anywhere. Right. There's no such thing as uh, you're playing a percentage games. I don't care where you are. Dave, you're on a fuzz. Hey, what's going on, guys? Uh, when I was up in Chicago, when there was a Cub game, it was basically a tourist attraction. Everyone who was in town get tickets to the Cubs game. It was like taking your kids to uh, Disneyland. There's there's a certain amount to see that, to, to say that that's true. But that's also true of, in Boston, it's also true of Yankee Stadium. In Los Angeles? Uh, Los Angeles, probably true. And I would say San Francisco. Yeah, and I mean, it also brings, you know, what is a true fan? I mean, for instance, St. Louis is supposed to have a great baseball town, okay? Yeah. But their fans, you know, they don't boo a player even if he's made mental errors on top of physical errors. Now, is that really a fan, or are you just a pom-pom holder? But, uh, see, I like the fact that being a fan could mean different things in different cities, that there's no straight way for any city to act. And that's why I used to like in Chicago when they would throw the ball back. And then when they got picked up other places, I'm like, that's not so fun. Uh -huh. you know? Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, different. you know, the people share each other's stuff. You hear the same songs in every stadium these days. I don't like that, though. But I'm saying... I give St. Louis credit for being well-mannered in the same way I give Philadelphia for being boo-birds, right. completely blown over the top. <laughs> that is at least their personality. That is them, and it reflects their city in both ways. Um, here is uh, Lee in Philly. You're on my face. Hey, guys. Uh, I got friends that live in uh, Chicago, and they live uh, in Wrigleyville. And that whole area is just full of bars half-million-dollar, million-dollar homes where it's convenient just to walk to the game. So you're going to get more of an affluent kind of uh, a fan, uh, and especially in the bleachers. The bleachers, you know, is more of a party atmosphere, whereas the uh, uh, the seats are a little more for the, for the baseball fan. So if you're going to get a degree of uh, a more affluent kind of uh, fan going to Wrigleyville because they can walk to the game. But, but at the same time, like you said, the richer people are going to get the seats. Anybody can walk up. Stand online and go to a fucking Cubs game. That's still pretty goddamn cool. Uh, here is um, here's Art in Chicago. You're on Ronifez. Hey, Ryan, how you doing? Now, listen, I'm a, I'm a diehard White Sox fan. I have been for, for quite some time. And uh, by and large, Cubs fans, dunderheads. I have to say that. Ozzy is 100% right with that. Most of the people that I know that are Cubs fans, they tell me the same thing about 2005 when we won the World Series. It was luck. The White Sox went 11-1 through the playoffs that year. How is that look? I don't get it. All right, here is, uh, it's tough to talk to somebody who's a homer. <laughs> MJ, what do you got, buddy? Hey, good afternoon, gentlemen. Listen, uh, two things here. The last time the Cubs, uh, three adventures since the Cubs won the World Series. Telephone, um, automobile, and the television, right? What is that, 1908? They need a new ballpark, man. It's the second oldest ballpark in the uh, in the, in the, in the main I got news for you. I was at that ballpark, and I hope they I hope they never get a new one. Why would they? I <laughs> just fucking love it, Dave. Yeah. If you're a baseball fan, you're going to love that park. I desperately want to go. Uh, here is um, here's Jay in Boston. Jay, you're on my face. Hello, Mr. Ronnie D. How are you, sir? I got to say, I am a diehard Red Sox fan, so you can call me a homer, but 500 sellouts at Fenway Park sure argues are some of the best fans in the league. 
smaller ballpark, too. But it is a strong ballpark, and I know that you don't like them, Dave, but it's a strong ballpark, strong fan base, uh, and there's nothing like hometown baseball. That's why I like the fact that the fans are different in each city, unlike football, where, let's face it, you're now coming down to a uniform kind of fan who acts like Roseanne's husband from the Roseanne Bar Show. <laughs> uh, Cody in Houston, you're on my face. Hey, man, I uh, I hate the cards. Love the Astros, but when I went to St. Louis, the chicks in the bars talk about baseball. They know more than the guys here do. And the, the fans there, they treat the Cardinals like a small town, treats like a, a high school team, you know, the way they root for them and there's banners up everywhere. Those Cardinals fans are really good fans. It's interesting that that's, like I said, been there for a long time. It's a great um, baseball uh, city. There's no doubt about it. John in St. Louis. Yeah, I, I, I've been to both Cardinal games and Cubs games, and, and Cardinals is kind of like a girl you marry. Going to Wrigley Field's like hooking up with a wild whore. You have your good time, you get in, you get out, and, you know, every once in a while you make booty calls. All right, so you want to marry a Cubs fan, and you want to bang, and then, I guess, kill a Yankees fan. Here's Dave in Chicago. You're on my Fez. Well, see, the difference is, I mean, you got to look at the neighborhoods of the ballparks. you got Wrigley Field, nice neighborhood, civilized fans. We know how to act. We love baseball. You go to the south side of Chicago, U.S. Cellular, get your wallet taken, bunch of savages in the neighborhood. They'll steal your car when you're uh, inside enjoying the game. I mean, it's just a bad place. It's like a gang conference thing. I don't understand it. All right, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Here's Shane in Illinois. Hey, Ron, what's up, man? Yeah. Hey, the, the White Sox fans are just fans that can't afford to go to Wrigley Field. They're just garbage. You go to that stadium, you can walk up 10 minutes before a game and get tickets at Cellular Field. Wrigley Field, you got to go on StubHub and pay outrageous prices to get in there. That's why nobody from the south side can afford it. See ya. It's actually true. I went to StubHub instead of, and I had just no real... Inkling to go see the White Sox. It might, yes. It just didn't even dawn on me that I could also go. And so I went and paid a lot more money, went to Wrigley, and I'm going to tell you the truth. I had just, I had a great time there last time I was there. John in Chicago. Hey, Ron, I got some jokes for you. Yeah, what do you got? All right, what do uh, the gay polar bear in the World Series have in common? What's that? No Cubs. Nice big faggot of the opera hat. <laughs> That's great, Fuzzy. That was the recording. The Faggot of the Opera. Here's uh, Dan. Dan, you're on the Fuzz. Hey, guys. Uh, I wanted to call. I'm a diehard White Sox fan, and actually the first two words I taught my daughter were Cubs suck, so I have to preface my comment with that. But, you know, historically the Cubs played all their games during the day. And, you know, real people are out working during the day, 9 to 5, and, and doing what they got to do. And the Cubs fans were the people that, you know, were the cake eaters from the north side. Also, though, let me say this. There is nothing better than weekday day baseball. <laughs> it is fucking great. It's fantastic. And I wish the country still had it across the board. I wish no matter when you wanted to go to a ball game, you had to skip work or take your kid out of school. I think we would love the sport even more. Uh, here is um, Mike in Jersey. 
Hey, Ronnie B. Yeah. Hey, I want to just say I think uh, Philadelphia Phillies fans are have an argument for being the best fans in baseball. I mean, how many teams have fans who make a fan group for the backup catcher or the bench players? Yeah, but that also is part of their thing that they want to be. It's almost like finding new bands. <laughs> it's the where's right. fluffy of fans. <laughs> uh, John and Mass, you're on my FS. Hey, Ron. Um, yeah, Calder talked about being a Wrigley. But, all right, first, the Philly fans, dude, I went there a couple weeks ago, had my socks gear on like I was doing a travel, different ballparks, and they were fucking ripping on me for wearing semi-dress shoes with shorts, all right? So screw those fans. Those, those guys are ridiculous. First of all, but, you're at a ball game. You're wearing shorts. If you're not wearing sneakers, fuck you. You're an idiot. But Philadelphia, they really, I do like the fact of Philadelphia, they don't like anybody to show up in other gear. Uh, what do you else you got, John? Sure, sure. I, I, I hear that. Yeah. But no, I went out to Wrigley in 06. And, um, I mean, it was sitting out there. Again, I'm wearing my fucking Papa Bond jersey. And, uh, you know, I'm pulling for the Cubbies. All right? I'm pulling for the Cubbies. You know, hey, Cubs turn for days is wonderful. And it's the whole fucking time, the people out in the bleachers are just drinking and, and, and talk, trying to talk to me the whole time. Like, oh, what are you, so what are you doing out here in Chicago? Like, hey, have you been to the Bean yet? And all this bullshit. And it, yes, I, I've seen the Bean. I came here just to fucking watch a Cubs game. Like, stop talking to me, like, the whole time. Yeah, I, I'd stay out of the fucking bleachers. <laughs> and I'd stay out of guys who were like, you see their head on a swivel because they're looking for um, some corn-fed girls. And Pay attention. And stay out of the semi-dress shoes. Pay attention to the fucking ball game. Uh, here's Kyle. Kyle, you're in my face. Hey, Ron. Um, I've been living in Chicago for like five years, lived all over the country, seen a lot of ball games. But there's nothing better than when I was living in Wrigleyville, paying $15 a pop, going to the highest seat you can in Wrigley, and watching a game with all the old-timers. Really love the game. Best baseball experience of my life. There's something to be said for that, that there's still a place that the old men can show up. Because I'm telling you right now, to have a real fan thing, you need those old guys. You need the guys mm -hmm. who are fucking bringing up names, you know, yeah. Dizzy Dean. I remember Dizzy <laughs> Dean. like, what? <laughs> and his what? brother Daffy. Yeah, they're just fucking bringing up all that old shit. And that's the great thing about uh, baseball. Uh, here's Scott. Scott, in Louisiana, you're on Fez. Hey, Roddy Big, we're all watching the Cubs on WGN, man. One of my greatest things in life was being able to go to Wrigley Field. Yeah. And, yeah, and I agree with you. I think there's a uh, certain amount of people who that live in places without their own ball team that have either embraced the Cubs because of WGN or uh, the Braves because of TBS. It's crazy... Uh, as bad as the as the Braves draw, everyone in the South that's their fucking team. Uh -huh. They don't have a, you, you don't see a lot of people going. I like the Texas teams. Yeah, you'll be in fucking Tennessee, and they're like, we're Braves fans here. You Mississippi Braves. Fans. You would think that baseball would do something about that. Give them a team. They're not going to show up anyway. There's no fucking wheels on the sport. They don't want it. <laughs> The weird thing is, how many great baseball players came out of the South over the fucking history of the game? And yet, yeah. they oh, don't, they never load. really embraced it as fans. Uh, uh, we busted balls a little bit about the, um, uh, you know, Chicago fans, you know, being social. Those fucking Atlanta Braves Coca Cola fans are the worst you've ever seen. 
They're fucking seriously talking oh, about Coca-Cola while you're there and marketing. Yeah, they then used to sell out first round of the playoffs or even second round sometimes. And then when you're there, they're, you're like this. Yeah, we're going to be in Transformers too. They're, they're fucking talking about where Coke is showing up on what TV shows. You're like, shut the fuck up. And they're like, well, I wasn't even born here. <laughs> I, the fuck the way you with the game i hate the break everything about them is to me just boring uh here is a uh, matt in st louis matt what's going on fellas what's up uh well i just want to let you guys know I'm, i actually live in virginia all my family's from st louis and uh, i lived in chicago for a while and i'll tell you what st louis fans are a thousand times better than any other fans anywhere around they they support the teams they uh, definitely uh, uh, give back to the community and and a hundred percent. And the Cubs at Wrigley Field, yeah, it's a great experience to go say you did it one time. But it, it, it sucks. Like it's nothing but a big ass bar, like you guys said. And there's really no like fun baseball watching involved. All it is is just watching the drunk chicks throw up on each other. Well, if the criteria is you give back to the community. Then the Philadelphia fans are not fans because <laughs> I've never heard anyone th talk about how they could help the community. Uh, Paul in Chicago, what do you got, buddy? Yeah, you know, I've lived in Boston and I've lived in Chicago, and I got to tell you, Fenway Park is a poor man's Wrigley Field with bad sight lines. Ouch. Yeah. Well, everybody's going to be a homer, everybody's going to have their place. As if for us tomorrow, the. Uh, Last day before vacation. Hard to believe this is our summer vacation. Yeah. With the weather we've been having this year. <laughs> Doesn't feel like it. Feels like we should be talking about a Giants game this weekend. You don't really usually don't need a pullover sweater to watch fireworks. <laughs> I haven't spent a lot of time outside just because of all the rain. I'm sitting here wondering if I've ever used the phrase pullover sweater. And I don't think I have. <laughs> Isn't that just a sweater? I think he's going against button sweaters. <laughs> yes. Which There's he, more than one kind. Uh, what he likes to wear on a cool Him and Mr. Rogers. Evening. The only people I see wear button sweaters. Well, those I usually just tie around me. <laughs> is that right, Deb? <laughs> All right, that is it. Nothing we need to plug? Just want to remind everybody that this weekend, Dr. Steve's Weird Medicine on the Saturday Night Virus Starting at midnight, the Weird Medicine addendum right here on the Saturday Night Virus XM202 Sirius 197. And uh, plug Franklin's movie. Franklin's film, The Last Night in Brooklyn, that premiere in New York City is going to be August 29th, 8 p.m. It's at the Anthology Film Archives. That's located at 32 Second Avenue. Again, August 29th, 8 p.m. If you want tickets for that, LastNightInBrooklyn.com. We are going to have an extra block of tickets to give away uh, thanks to Mafia Life Chris. So we'll give those out after the vacation break. See you guys here tomorrow for the last show. And that's the end of my show. Donk. <laughs>